You know, I've been listening to SZA a lot lately. Okay. I like it. And that's she, has it. Good, she has a beautiful <laughs> voice. And I've been listening to some of her new album. He's mm. been watching some Doja Cat lately. Oh, mm. my goodness. <laughs> Doja Cat is unbelievable. <laughs> been in what sense? Um, in the physical sense. I don't really listen to her music. I actually have a couple of her songs saved, and I do like them. Have I think one of them is called So High. Haven't you been pleasuring yourself to Ice Spice? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm not actually a big fan Yikes. of her, to be honest. Oh, my God. We're 30 <laughs> seconds in. Ice Spice. <laughs> this is how we're introducing ourselves Yikes. to the world. Pleasuring <laughs> myself. Pleasuring <laughs> myself. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I think, I think that Doja Cat is beautiful. Mm. I don't know if I like when she does the wild shit with her face, like when she goes bald and does like you or know, or like does her whole body red. Yeah, like yeah. like she has like she went out and she got hives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, or like when CeeLo Green dressed up all gold. Oh yeah, like he was like a fucking Pokemon or whatever. Did you see that picture of him at the at the award show and he's all gold? <laughs> And he's standing like that. Was this. CeeLo Green? That was yeah. CeeLo Green in the gold armor. Yeah, I thought that was Little Nas X. <laughs> I don't know if he did something similar, but no, no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, we're talking about like years ago. CeeLo Green had a a gold suit costume. It looked like he was like a Power Ranger villain or something. I'm just gonna look up CeeLo Green outfit and it's gonna come up. Yeah, it'll am come I, up. Am I am I having a stroke? I thought that was a Little Nas X thing. Then again, I don't know about any anything about anything. CeeLo so. Green is a large gentleman. No, this was definitely a thinner <laughs> length. CeeLo Green is a gentleman. CeeLo Green. CeeLo. Okay. You know the song called Crazy? I don't know, I don't know why he dressed like that. No, oh, yeah, that's not oh, what wow. I was thinking of. That's a whole you know, other You know the thing. song um, by Gnarls Barkley called Crazy? Gnarls? Yeah. Like it's gnarly? Like, it's like, I remember when. I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah, that's yeah. CeeLo Green. Yeah. But that was one. I guess he was his used to, he, his name used to be Gnarls Barkley, and then mm. he changed his name to Gnarls Barkley. It I think is. We talked about that before. What a dumb name. Yeah. Gnarls <laughs> Barkley. So stupid. That's almost as bad as... Uh, Engelbert Humperdinck there. Or Pilot Inspector. Pilot Inspector. Pilot Inspector. No, but but actually, Engelbert Humperdinck, that's, uh, that, that's, that, that takes the cake. Is it weird that I like Gnarls Barkley better than just like CeeLo Green? That's like too boring no, to I me. Like Nar- I like Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley's nice. No, it's kind of cooler. It's like, no, I can't. No. I can't get down with that. We should get this ball rolling. We should get this ball rolling, huh? <laughs> The pilot episode, the first ever episode of the Wildly Adequate Podcast. I already butchered it. Not off to a good start. What do you mean? What happened? I just too many words. Too many words. <laughs> we're gonna move. Up. We're gonna move past it. I am one fourth of your hosting team, Mr. Matthew Urso. I am joined by I'll three go next. of my compatriots. <laughs> Apparently, one of them will go next. I'm so impatient. I have a problem of interrupting people. I hate when people do it to me, but I do it all the time. My name is Mark. My name is Malcolm. What an introduction, Mark. My name is Patrick. (laughs) There we go. And we are here today for your listening pleasure or torture, whatever you're into. Now, here's how the show works, because we feel like we need to break it down because it's really complicated. Mm -hmm. So try and keep up, stupid. The idea of the show, every week, the four of us are going to come. We are each going to have a topic of conversation that we would like to get into. Could be serious. Could be goofy could be something down the middle whatever mm-hmm. anything is fair game and we'll see where that takes us i believe mark is starting us off today so please mark enlighten us mark before you start off mm-hmm. all four of us are gonna come right <laughs> yeah yes right. that's what i said okay, be yeah. sure to clip perfect. that out perfect okay mark go ahead. c-o-m-e not the other one <laughs> <laughs> okay so i wanted to tell you guys a little story i think i've told this story before at least to two of you possibly to all three of you okay and you'll eventually get where my topic's going when it gets there at the end. But okay. uh, anyway, 
So one day I was like in grade two or three and uh, my friend Matthew was coming over. Not this Maddie, my other Matthew friend from Mississauga. Shout out to Matthew. Spell come. <laughs> C-O-M-E. Okay. But so I was at my house and uh, Matthew was scheduled to come over. I was very excited. You know, I'm a social boy. So he's on his way. And before he comes over, I'm eating a mortadella sandwich. Mm. And I'm enjoying it. But as soon as I start eating, you ever start eating something and then you realize that you're not actually very hungry? Mm-hmm. I got like mm-hmm. two, three bites in and I was like, I don't want this anymore. I was a very picky kid and my dad had just made the sandwich. And my parents were already getting sick of me being so picky and throwing shit out when I was like not really done with it. Jesus. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. And then as soon as I say that, the doorbell rings. Oh, it's Matthew. Fantastic. I, this is my excuse to be out of it because my dad was like already looking upset that I was done with it. And then I was like, yeah, he's here, so I'm going to eat this later or whatever. And he's like, no. He goes, eat it before you answer the door. <laughs> what? what? Are you serious? I swear to God. And then I'm like, he's here, though. And he goes, eat it before you answer the door. How many bites did you have left? Like, was oh it unreasonable God. to ask there that? There was 75% of it left. <laughs> oh and so as a kid, I start, I start tearing up. I start getting emotional. <laughs> I'm scared. What a bitch. I don't know how I'm going to get this down in that amount of time. <laughs> I start cramming it in my mouth as I'm crying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pause. And, uh, yeah, so I'm freaking out. Matthew's at the door. He's like, eat it now. And I'm, I'm trying to get it down. And I, I, like, eat most of it and then, like, spit a little bit of it up in the, in the garbage when he's not looking. <laughs> and then I go get the door, and I have tears in my eyes, and I'm sure Matthew was confused. Why is this boy crying? And, uh, anyway, so from that day on, I have absolutely hated mortadella. So my topic is food aversions. Mm, oh my and so I want to I want to open the table here. I want to hear your guys' food I'm aversions. Not, I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. In grade eight, I was really hungry one day. I brought food for lunch to school. I brought hot pockets. I brought four hot pockets. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. Sure. And after I ate all four, I was so hungry. I called my grandma at home to make me another four and bring them over. Oh, oh my god! You were still hungry after I was four. So hungry after the, she brought them over. I ate them all. I scarfed them down. I loved them. It was delicious. <laughs> Can I ask which type they were? Were they like, like the half pepperoni? Were they like the half, like the kind of half moon looking ones, or were they like the no, full circular full, ones? It was a it was a full rectangle one, like a rectangle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eight eight of them. I got home feeling great. Threw it all up. <laughs> couldn't couldn't all all eight of them right out of my stomach. Couldn't stand them for the longest time. But now, even though that specific flavor has disgusted me for the last like. Eight years, I like them again. Oh wow! I, so like before, this is recent. Like recently, I've been able to eat it again, but I don't know why. For the longest time, I couldn't come near it. I could just think of throw up. But now I've just, I'm just past it. I'm like, oh, honestly, yeah, it I, tastes good. I wonder if there's ever going to be that point for me where I'm able to eat mortadella again. Because you know how mortadella has like most of them, they have like black pepper pieces in them, yeah. and so they good. they gross me out so fucking oh, much. So it's like this like black yellowish like peppercorn, mm-hmm. and like every time I would look at it, this noise would play in my head. <laughs> that oh, noise would play. From SpongeBob. And I want oh when goodness. that plays, I want the editor, aka Maddie, to put up a picture of mortadella with peppercorn in it. Oh my it's so gross. I gotta say, I did not know where your story was leading us because I thought you were gonna be like, yeah. So my topic is like child <laughs> abuse. <or something."> <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll I jump. Thought that's where we were going. Before you or Patrick say, I do have to defend my dad and say that 
I completely understand why he was so upset. I was so <laughs> annoying as a kid, and I do it all the time. Well, it sounds like there was a pattern. This wasn't like a one-time oh my God. thing. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to eat the mortadella, no. Dad. It sounds like this was like the 50th sandwich. It was the Imagine that was the first, like, <laughs> That was the first That was the first, first one. Yeah. Last time. Immediately right to the nuclear first option. First and last. Of, like, eat this thing before you let your friend in. But anyway, so that happened, and, um, yeah, like I said, I deserved it for sure. And after that, I learned a lesson that I shouldn't waste food. Mm. Sometimes I still am annoying with it. I'm still picky at times, but I'm better with it and i think that was an integral experience for me maturing in my food eating Mat- maturing maturing See, there was a positive outcome in the end it i was. so well when it comes to food aversions i feel like the four of you or the four of you the three of you are i can't count are well aware <laughs> of some of my food aversions i have mashed i have texture <laughs> issues <laughs> mm. aka anything that like has the texture of baby food or like a wet poop <laughs> is not going anywhere near my mouth so for example mashed potatoes that shit out of here. I love that. that doesn't so have the good. texture. That doesn't have the texture Jello? of baby food, though. Yes, it does. It's all mashed in like, it's like eating fucking sand. When I think of baby food, I think of like the fruit. I think of applesauce. Apple, yeah, like the fruit. Yeah, the applesauce. Apple disgusting. I hate applesauce. Yeah, applesauce and mashed potatoes don't have the same texture. I think it depends. I, I mean, think it's just. I say baby food, but to me, it's just it's soft, mushy foods. Do you like caramel? Oh hell yeah. That's like a borderline liquid. That's just like a sticky liquid. That's like melted chocolate consistency. But I was going to say, like, mashed potatoes, they can vary. Depending on how you make them, you can make Mm -hmm. them, like, watered down or a little bit more creamy. Or chunky. Sometimes they could be, like, very, like, thick. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they could be more, like, shit consistent. Like, runny shit consistent. (laughs) That's right. What about potato salad? I'm not the biggest potato salad person. Is it flavor or texture? Usually it's flavor. And it's that I find potato salad is served cold. But I'm eating food that normally should be hot, so I'm like my brain just gets confused, and I'm mm. like, "What's, what's happening here? What's going on?" <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't want to sound completely unreasonable. I've definitely, over the course of my time on this wretched planet, eaten mashed potatoes, and been like, "Oh, that was okay," from a taste perspective. You should have tried the like, sweet. Like I can get but... behind it. It's just it's the texture that throws me off. Where it's like, why is this not like a solid thing that I bite into? That why am the... I biting through Wait, it? wait, is that the same reason why you don't like soup? Soup is a different thing where it's like the whole like liquids and solids mixing thing throws me off sometimes. Can I can I identify or label what you what your condition is? <laughs> Some severe the form way, of no, a, the, the way you're describing this makes me feel like you can't grasp like you like you can have concepts like solids and liquids, but the second they interact, your brain goes meltdown. I can't meltdown. get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just go into meltdown. <laughs> No, what I was going to say is that I think that I have a similar experience in Maddie in certain foods where I like very homogenous experiences at times. Mm. Like with cookies, I don't like crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. I like it completely soft all the way through. So I understand in certain instances, like Maddie, like I like when something is, I don't even know it's not necess- I don't know if it's necessarily what you're saying, but like sometimes I don't like when there's different textures mixing together right? or if there's like, yeah, like soft and crunchy. Like I just want one texture. See, my mom made fun of me for years as a child and still does where my brother's the kind of psychopath who if like we're eating like, let's say beans, some chicken and like potatoes, he'll take his fork and get beans, chicken That's and right. potatoes mm. on his fork oh, yeah. and stick it all into his face. Let's go, Whereas I am the person who eats it like, one fork is beans, one fork is potatoes, one fork so is chicken. Does that mean three separate forks or one fork each time? No, no, no. Like, I use the <laughs> that's, a stupid, that's a stupid question. I use the same fork for the entire meal, but I'm saying that, like, one time I'm getting beans, the next time I'm getting potatoes, the next time I'm getting chicken. Now, I've technically grown a little bit because when I was 
even younger, I would eat all the beans first, then all the potatoes first, <laughs> then all the chicken. That's like I was really hardcore, whereas now like I'll kind of like you know bounce, I'll ping pong between the different foods. But my mom always made fun of me where she's like, you know, if we got you one of those divider plates where there mm. was like you know all the food was separated with like the divider thing, she's like, you'd probably like that, wouldn't you? And she used to like tease me about it, and I was always like. I would like that. Buy that for me. Like that would make me so happy. You know, like, stop joking. You know, just do gonna, it. you know what I'm gonna say. I think at some point we were having a conversation, and Patrick noted that um, what were you saying about me having serial killer, a serial killer thought or behavior? Oh, do you remember what I was talking right. about? What were you talking about? No, because when Maddie right said that he likes eating potatoes and beans and all these things separately, I thought mm. Ted Bundy in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some sort of like aspect of it where it's like. I maybe should have been checked on as a child. <laughs> yeah. Like was, somebody should have sat me down in the psych ward and been like, are you okay, son? I was going to ask you as before you brought up like the eating one full thing at a time, I was going to ask you, are you the type of person to eat your fries first, then your burger or vice that's versa? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was going to ask you. That that. That's bullshit. I've come out of that, but there was definitely like a good, you know, first 10 years of my life where it was where like, you were scum. <laughs> yeah. Where I was scum, where it was the beans are going to get eaten first. Okay. Yeah. The beans are done. Now the potatoes are going to get eaten. Those are done. Now all the chicken. Crazy. You know what? You know why I don't like that is that my mouth experiences fatigue and I want to change the flavor. Like a part of me loves the cheeseburger fries milkshake experience mm. and, and flip flopping between all of them. If I ate the whole burger first, it would be like the same flavor over and over again for like five minutes. And then I'd switch. Fuck that. But it's so good. You know what? I would pause it. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that Matthew never watched Ratatouille as a kid. I did. I really, love that movie. you watched Ratatouille as Anyone a kid. Can cook. You watched the scene where he takes a strawberry and, he takes a piece and of the cheese, cheese and he combines them. And, mm. and I remember colors are a magical experience. I remember, like, as a kid, having because I love fruit, like having a strawberry and having a piece of cheese and being like, "Let me try these together," and eating it, being like, "Wow, this was good." If only it was as good as either one of these is separately. <laughs> Mad man. He, he's like, um, he's Ratatouille's, what's his guy, uh, Remy's brother. What's his name? Mm. He's like Matt, he's, he's like Remy's brother. He doesn't get it. He's like, I'll just <laughs> fucking eat whatever. Remy's brother Malone. 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 <laughs> Malone. It, <laughs> the most French name I've ever heard. <laughs> isn't Malone. It, isn't it like Maurice or some shit Maurice, like that? Maurice, something like that. Something like that. Right. Probably, not. Probably not. So Maurice is the monkey from uh, Madagascar. Yeah, <laughs> but is Maurice who's no King Julian's the main one. Maurice yeah. is one of the like other yeah, guys. Like, like, yeah. it's it's King, the little one. It's King yeah. Julian. Maurice wasn't Mort the little one. Oh yeah, Mort is like there's Mort. Like and then Maurice there's Maurice is like, is like the kind of like his. I don't even know how to. He's like his right hand man. Yeah. Of, he's like the one who actually runs things because King Julian's <laughs> yeah. too busy running exactly. around like because he likes to move it, move it. Honestly, can I say something? Please, yeah. Maddie. I think Moto Moto likes you. Talk about good movies, Patrick. Please, your food aversions. We haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, I. See, I get sick and I can't down food that has mushy onions and oh, cooked onions in it. Go. And for whatever reason, that vegetable always finds its way in dishes in my home. <laughs> why always. are you so averse? See, why are you so averse to like caramelized onions? Oh, so oh, good. Caramelized dude. onions. Why? why? What Fresh is the taste? Raw- Sorry, I pressed. I was- Smack yeah. the table there. Fresh raw onions mm-hmm. are the way to go. I'm not necessarily even denying that. I love a good fresh raw onion. But what I'm saying is, why do you have an aversion Here it to is. caramelized Here it onions? Is. Here it is. You know how you said texture issues? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Texture it's issues. A texture is it too slimy for you? It's like slimy, and mm. I bite into it, and it's like my my teeth go right through, and it's like, like oh, slimy. And, okay. I don't know. So hold on a second. If your teeth going right through bugs you, then you can understand why it's I'm more so the slimy. No, no, it's more so the slimy. You know, I can't say the teeth. Thing. Okay, so just also, you know, we could add common ground there for a I second. Can, I can yeah. un- I can understand what Patrick's saying with like if your brain is expecting crunch, or if you if you're if you like onions that are crunchy raw onions, mm-hmm. and then you see onions that are like caramelized, and your brain is like 
oh, I like crunchy onions, and you yeah. bite into it, and it's like, <laughs> I'm not saying you don't expect it to be soft, yeah. but it's still like a weird mind fuck of like, this is kind of like, it's soft a little bit, but then sometimes they're caramelized to a point where they're still a little bit crunchy, mm-hmm. and it's like a mixture. Uh, but I don't have this problem with carrots. Like, I can eat carrots. That are, like, okay. Like steamed carrots? Steamed carrots yeah. or fresh carrots, like with the crunch or without the crunch. No. I can do either or. Carrots got to have a crunch. No, recently I came across a similar thing. I discovered I don't like papaya, which is delicious. It's just I didn't expect it to be so soft that my teeth are just going to get right through it with no pressure. Now, mm. I'm an idiot. Is papaya a fruit? Yeah. I don't, I've don't. i never heard. I've never tried it before. Have you guys tried it before? I think I've tried it like maybe one or two times, and I had a similar thing to Malcolm where I was like, I think I'm good. It's a fun <laughs> name, though. Papaya. <laughs> I like saying papaya. it. Papaya. It's something you think would be incredible, like a mango. We're going to serve papayas at the, the dinner party. Don't get me started on papaya. fucking mangoes. We're going to have papaya. Yeah. Like when you're on vacation. Like if I was on vacation in a Latin American place. You heard yeah. papaya? I would just keep saying it with a thick accent. Papaya? Papaya? Senor, would you like some papaya? Okay, don't get me started on fucking mangoes, though. Um, now. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah, mangoes I'm not suck. a fan of mangoes, mangoes either. Fucking, no, cool. I love fruit, but mangoes You're are Egyptian. Fucking, mangoes are such a dumb <laughs> So? <laughs> I am Egyptian. Way to ra- racially profile him, dude. Yeah, you should like mangoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the hell was I gonna say? I just really quickly because we've been talking about onions and I'm getting hungry here, just sitting talking about foods I don't like. Ordering a w. Um, <laughs> let's order some food. Should we this. pull out Uber Eats right now? No, but <laughs> I did want to run you through. I've made this sandwich for Patrick once before, and I made it for lunch today, and it was orgasmic. And one day I'll make it for you two, uh, Malcolm and Mark. But I just want to walk you guys through it real quick because I think I've mastered the homemade sandwich. So I want you to. So today. Start with some white bread. Are you going to reveal the recipe on day one? Of course. (laughs) The world needs to know. That would be like hiding the cure for cancer. It'd be like, how could you do something so evil? Honestly, this is like this is like SpongeBob holding a press conference and giving away the the secret patty, the crappy patty formula. (laughs) formula. It's basically equivalent. So anyway, so some white bread. Now, what I found in the fridge the other day is there's like this pesto paste. Mm, I'm not a big fan of pesto. Really? I just take a little bit of pesto put it on the bread before anything else goes on the bread so you've just got a little bit of pesto not a lot just like a thin like i literally just sort of rub it over just a little bit so you got some pesto on the bread take a piece of garlic cut that bitch up throw it on there then i take my parmesan cheese cut that into some slices throw that on there next those raw onions patrick just right on there Today I mixed it up. Usually I put this ingredient on after it's been toasted. Today I did it right from the get-go. Take some peppers. They're not like really spicy, but they just got such a good fucking taste. Throw those in there. Prosciutto over all of that. Then I went to the grocery store today, mm-hmm. picked up some smoked Black Forest ham. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Threw oh, that yeah. over it. Did you look at me because you know I like Black Forest mm-hmm. ham? How did you know that? I just I know these things. <laughs> that whole thing goes into the toaster. The bread gets all crunchy, Fuck. cheese melts, the meat, both the meats sort of cook a little bit. Even the veggies, they get just a slight tinge of the toaster heat, but they're still, you know, like the raw onions and the raw peppers and the garlic and all that shit. Pull it out of the toaster. Cut up just a couple cherry tomatoes. Throw that on there. Why'd the you cher- say, the why cherry you, tomatoes are lethal. But also, why do you say tomatoes? I don't know. I have a little bit of a wasp. <laughs> tomatoes. Then I take a piece of lettuce, throw that on there. Hmm. Last little bit, if I'm feeling a little naughty, is I cut the tiniest sliver of butter, 
put that on there. And because the mm. sandwich is already so hot, the butter just starts melting oh over goodness. everything instantly. God. Smush, And that's on two halves, by the way. All these ingredients are being done on two halves, I should say. So it's basically like double all this. Mm-hmm. So are you kind of doing like two flatbread type? Like you're doing like just... It's almost like I'm doing, yeah, two open-faced flatbreads. And you're eating and it one by one? Or no, you I'm smushing? putting oh, that okay. shit together. So then I smush all that together, put like an oven mitt on because it's hot and my hand burns. Smush that shit down. All the like juices from the meat and the cheese and the butter and all that shit starts spilling out. And there's a sandwich. Maybe I left one detail out. I might throw like a basil leaf in there. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, but that is the sandwich. Dude, Chef Urso over here, I was going to say, you'd be disgusted by the sandwiches that I make. And, and frankly, I'm disgusted with myself. Because <laughs> oh, no. I'll make some sandwiches that are so bad, but I'm just lazy and I don't want to put work into it. Like just the other day, I made, or even just today, French uh, French bread. It's like okay. kind of like a... Brioche? No, no, I don't know if it was brioche. I don't know. Some sort of French bread. And... All I did was put a little bit of mayo on there. Sure. Throw my black forest ham. Sure. That's it. No toast. No it? toast. No cheese. No vegetables. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that something abhorrent. That doesn't sound like, terrible. It just doesn't sound that it's great. Just, it's just a little bare bones, but it doesn't seem like it'd be bad. That I was. I thought you were gonna be like, yeah. So I take my, you know, French fucking bread and I put mayo on it and some black forest ham and throw some black licorice in there and call it a day. Like I thought you were some gonna say something. Licorice. No, I was abhorrent just abhorrent like, like he- that. Hearing how complex and beautiful your sandwiches made me feel so terrible about my gross, like not gross, but like a very simple sandwich. Beautiful is the adequate. Ad- adjective to use for his description and discusses what you should be feeling for yourself right one now. One day, maybe over Perfect. the summer one day because the because the way I do it is like the loaf of bread we get, one quarter of it is basically what I use for a sandwich. So there's four of us, four quarters. Do the math, people. Dude, feed me. Maybe I make, maybe we make some sandwiches one day over Yo. the summer. Yo. Get some Hold up. peanuts in a bowl, crack some brewskis, and mm-hmm. we get fucking drunk and eat sandwiches. Hold up, bro. We, like, we could do a potluck. You can make sandwiches, and we could all bring something else to the table, and we can have a we can have a party. I, I definitely it, sure. won't be bringing my sandwiches. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. don't don't do that. We could you and I can make something like last time, like the Hungarian sausage. Oh, that was pretty that good. That was good. That was pretty good. That was excellent. I don't like at the cottage. No, no, wasn't no. that? You, epic? Well, you, you, you missed it. You didn't come that night. Oh, but what did you yeah. make? Somebody made something Hungarian. Oh, oh, that was at the that cottage. Was what the hell oh. did she make? I don't know what she oh. made, but that was good. I think it was like a. Hung- was it chicken? It was chicken. Yeah, it was, it was like a chicken soup. I, I think. Thing. I think it was. Yeah, like a stew. Oh. Delicious. And it was delicious. And we made those pizzas too. Those pizzas yeah. were delicious too. Oh, with the brie cheese. I don't even like brie cheese, and it was amazing. Speaking of brie cheese, I don't like brie cheese. Wow. But we put it on pizza at the cottage, and it was delicious, and I ate it no problem. But. And when I went on a cruise about three years ago, I ordered brie cheese, fried brie cheese, thinking it was going to be like a mozzarella stick with marinara sauce, but it wasn't. It was just square brie cheeses, and it came with a blueberry dipping sauce, and I was just confused. Blueberry? Blueberry dipping sauce. I was Uh. confused, and I was like, this is weird. This is gross. I took it, put it in my mouth, and I was like, this is disgusting. I didn't need to finish it, but I felt obligated (laughs) to for some reason. So I kept eating it, kept eating it. So did my brother. Later that night, Wait, who gave you this? It was the restaurant. Oh, okay. Some, man, that some night, man in a dark alley. He starts throwing up, and I was like, oh, why is he throwing up? That's gross. And then I start feeling it. I'm like, well, that's it's a brie cheese. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh and it did happen. Your fate it was, was disgusting. Sealed. Yeah. I love the flow of that story where it's like, it was disgusting. I didn't have to finish it. But <laughs> I, like, I finished just it, though. don't. <laughs> just put it down. It's one of those things away. where it's like, was it, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it one of those things where it's like you're at the restaurant and they give it on the table like as if it was like bread no. and butter? I ordered it. You ordered it? <laughs> wow. Okay, so you went out of your way. So then know. it was Even though it's all included, I did not have to finish anything. It's not being, pay- it's not extra. I still finished <laughs> yeah. it for oh. some reason. So 
it was part of like so the cruise. Yeah, really farther out of his way. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. I was about to say buyer's remorse or something. He really went out of his way to eat something that he just didn't have to eat. I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. Don't think anyone at this table does. Okay, now one scum. One more I have is peanut butter. Interesting. Hate, Patrick just hate, looked like he either saw I hate God peanut or butter. I hate to say it's a peanut butter, Reese's, anything that has peanut butter in it. Wow. Even as the slightest bit, I, I will taste it and I'll tell you I don't like it. There goes is our Hershey butter, sponsorship. Is that a taste thing or a it's texture a, thing? It's a taste thing because okay. I used to love peanut butter when I was a little kid. My parents would give it to me on everything. On English muffins, they'd put like crackers with jam and peanut butter and I'd eat them all up. And then one time, I went to Canada's Wonderland as a kid and we went out, we left, we went to have like a picnic on the side and we ate these crackers that we love with the peanut butter and jam crackers but my mom put on crunchy peanut butter mm. which i didn't apparently i didn't like because mm-hmm. i only liked smooth mm. and then i bit into it and i got a whole big peanut i was like that is disgusting <laughs> i spit it right out and i just i just got the real peanut taste and ever since then where were you the real canada's wonderland taste. i just imagine like this child malcolm walking around canada's wonderland and spitting out food like in the middle of like where everybody's walking and shit and just on some at, on some gentleman's shoes yeah like just looking like he's throwing up like yeah it's fucking gross everybody's looking around like that. You, know what I'll say, you know what i'll say about peanut butter i don't yeah. love it and i don't i've tried pb and j's before and i don't like it for some reason but with chocolate Chocolate and peanut butter are a fucking deadly mm. combination. That's like the final evolution. That's right. The Reese's peanut butter Reese's peanut butter cups are one of my favorite chocolates. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's so bizarre. Peanut butter by itself, not into it. I love peanut butter by itself, and also smooth is the correct answer. Crunchy is gross. So sure, Malcolm, that's definitely. Here's what I was like going to say, though, because I feel like I've noticed a common theme with all this. Now, with mm-hmm. my particular food aversions, that's just because I have common sense. But with some of oh. the rest of you guys, with your food aversions, that's the one commonality, the two common things that seem to be occurring with all of these, and I think most people can relate to this, is number one, these happen when you're young. Yes. Like, it's not when you're like, you know, it's not like a week ago you, like, tried mortadella and you're like, I'm never eating this again. Like I feel yeah. like these are things that you're ingrained into you when you're a child. Oh, the for first sure. Thing. Although and the it could second thing, when you're older. it could. But yeah. so far with what we're saying, and the second thing is the common thing with all these is that it's like we all like it so much that we're eating it so much as a little kid, and then it gets to a point where like I've had this like you know every day for like a year, and I want like the thought of it makes me want to. Yeah, I never up. said that about onions. <laughs> I get that Although sometimes. when I was a kid and. Uh, in Egypt, we would eat raw onions. Mm-hmm. We'd dip it in vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Like That's disgusting. Well, the other example, I guess this is more to Malcolm and Mark's thing about Malcolm having peanut butter all the time and Mark having the mortadella all the time. But even my younger brother, when he was a kid, he used to drink, like a baby, I'm talking, he used to drink so much milk, like an insane amount of milk. Thick like baby. It, it, was, it, it was almost like, it was a concerning amount can of I, milk. Can I ask you a question? Milk? Please. Straight from the tea? <laughs> that I don't know. I'll have to ask my mom and get back to you guys on that. Sure. Um, or maybe he has Please memories. Don't. Maybe he has memories lodged somewhere in his the back of his brain that he Is remembers. he Homelander now or he, he likes it still? <laughs> he can still drink the milk. But, and it was a similar thing where he was like milk, 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 milk. And then it got to the point where my mom was like, you know, maybe we need to start weaning him off of this because like he's drinking so much. And my mom like took it away like for a little bit just to get him like cold turkey. And then she was going to give it back to him. To this day, he will not drink milk. He's like, nope, just won't do it. I think that a a part of, I think you're right. I think a part of it has to do with like, for me, it was very irrational why I didn't like it. It was just like a related to, or maybe not irrational, but it was related to a negative memory for me. But, you know. 
I've always loved the taste of mortadella, so it's not like the taste is now different. It's just like I've associated it with this terrible memory, and it's, a part of it is not ever, having to force it down. But hold on a second. Have you had mortadella since then? Since that time, this is like grade three. I've had it, I don't know, at least a dozen times after that, and it was okay. But um, no, sometimes I'd bite into it, and there would be like the pieces of black pepper, and it would make me so fucking sick. I would hate it. <laughs> it would make me like gag. So since that moment I'd, I'd be extra cautious of like taking them out every time mm. but now at this point in my life I'm 22 I haven't had mortadella in like years and I don't play on it see here's soon. the thing I was gonna as I wanted to ask that because I had an idea of like one day let's get some mortadella bring it here and then when we record an episode of the show have Mark just eat we it on air <laughs> with the hope that he throws up and then, directly into the mic. And then also you could you could give it to me and be like, hey, we got to go out in 30 seconds. Finish this quick. Mm. <laughs> may I uh, propose a theory? You yeah. may. I feel like at, when you were a kid and you were eating the mortadilla, mm-hmm. you, you said you made the decision not to finish it and then Matthew came. Or yeah, Yes. Yeah, that's right. I was eating. I took a couple bites. I was like, I don't really want this anymore. Yeah. My dad was like, you got to eat this. Mm-hmm. And then he rang the doorbell and I was like, well, I, I'm not going to eat it because he's here. And that's he said... Right. You're gonna eat it before you enter the door. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you when you the last bite you took had those black peppers in your mouth. Possibly. And when he said that, that was the taste that was in your mouth. That was the tie. That, that was the tie, and that was yeah, that was the synapses were the bunny firing. ears. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of tie, I, I, can, I don't. I was never taught how to tie my shoes properly. I, I just did it bunny ears. Like I think one of my friends showed me. I don't know how to tie my shoes regularly. <laughs> only bunny ears for me yeah that's how you tie your no but there's like a there's, there's like two a, different there's ways a there's classic way there's, there's like the two bunny ears the way two, and then there's the, the one wrap around around the hill yeah. the wrap around i don't know how to do i, I do just the i just learned how to do there's that there's two ways this there's is two ways to yeah. me. you do the double ears yeah i always have done bunny ears shake my oh. hand <laughs> i do the wrap around I, I didn't even know that was a thing you do the loop-de-loop and pull says spongebob right i do the mess around i love ray charles Your turn, sir. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> go ahead, Maddie. All right, here we go. Buckle up for the most thought-provoking and intense topic you've ever seen. Gentlemen, I've made a split-second change at the final hour here in terms of topics and gone back to what I had originally wanted to do coming into this. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you guys about sports. And that sounds okay. incredibly vague and broad. And guess what? It's because it is. So I want you to take this any way your heart desires. I want to know what kind of sports you like. I want to know what kind of sports you don't like. I want to know what sports you used to play. I want to know what sports you like to play. I want to know what sports you wish you could play. I just want to know anything and everything about sports. Well, can I go first? Please. <laughs> first of all, sports, love them. I'll say that first. I used to play soccer. and I mean, not really at any serious point. Like, I was, like, committed to it, but... As a kid, I'd play some soccer, and I, I loved kicking that ball into the back of the net. <laughs> as, one, of the, as one does. As one does, and I love most of the time I'd miss. But <laughs> but now in my adulthood, and you guys know this, I'm so into the fucking UFC. I love UFC. I mean, MMA in general, for sure. I don't really watch any of the other promotions like Bellator or anything, but I'd like to get to it at some point. But MMA has kind of like invaded my mind, and I can't stop thinking about it. I watch podcasts every day. I watch like vlogs. There's a big John Jones and Cyril Gaon fight coming up. And I've been watching all the uh, UFC embedded episodes and where they kind of interview the fighters and that sort of stuff. And I don't know why. It's just like so it's so complex. And there's so many things that could happen in a fight where in MMA, you could wrestle someone. You could try to knock them out with your hands. You can kick them in the head. You can elbow. You can knee. 
there's so many places that I could go. You could choke them out. So it just like keeps me on my toes when I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, it could go any mil- any one of millions of directions or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just fucking love it. Who farted? Uh, that was a chair. <laughs> That's a chair. <laughs> I thought someone just ripped ass. Right <laughs> but yeah, mind. so I mean, soccer was my love when I was growing up, and now it's definitely MMA, and I'd like to get into it at some point. I mean, I think Patrick and Maddie and I have talked about joining some sort of like Muay Thai gym, MMA gym, right? Patrick, Patrick? Malcolm, and I. Sure. If you want to be a dick, <laughs> I, was say, I was like, yeah, I don't remember being part of any of these conversations. Count me out of that shit. Yeah, MMA, I just it's the UFC stuff. I don't know. I I appreciate it as a fan of sports, and I'd like to get into that broader point a little later. Uh, but like on a personal level, personal level doesn't really do a whole lot for your boy. But you know, it you, is what it is. You know what it is? It's like when I was watching. I used to watch Premier League quite a bit, and I think that. When I switched over and started watching MMA, everything else seemed kind of on the boring end to me just because it's so action-packed in the UFC. You have like three five-minute rounds or five five-minute rounds if you have like a championship fight or a main event. And like it could go from a kind of slightly slower fight to boom, someone's knocked out. So I don't want to blink and I'm so excited and I'm watching every single moment. When it's a soccer match, for example, you have like an hour and a half of, of play and you know, a lot of it is like passing back and making sure you're in the right positions and like runs and stuff like that. And it's entertaining in its own way. But there's something about the UFC where it's like, it's so fucking like gladiatorial and it's so like raw. And um, yeah, it's like, I think humans just have this thing built in, into them where they just want to see people fight. Like even when we're in school and people are like, you know, crowding around the people who are in a fight, it's just like an instinct that I have. It's like, I want to fucking watch this guy try to like defend himself from getting like killed by this other guy. It's just so entertaining. I love it. My goodness! Wow, that's a. It's I didn't think you were gonna frame it that way, but you did. <laughs> Something deep within Mark's core that wants to see violence. You, you, you guys hear me yell? Like I'm yelling, and that's not me like turning something on. I'm just like fucking watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going crazy because it's like everybody, anyone that's watched UFC with you knows that you're the guy that screams as loud as you possibly can. When <laughs> yeah, you but it's not even on purpose. Oh. It's just like it's what's, oh. it's what's inside of me. It's just, I, I fucking I'm in love it's, with it. It's you hear that? It's what's inside of him, and I'm the one who needs to be, you know. Maybe serial killer check or whatever because I fucking don't like mashed potatoes. I have, I have the primal rage within He's me. Got the primal Listen, you both get the serial killer check. Sure. I, well, both your backgrounds need to be checked yeah, thoroughly. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> can, I, can I side story? I was talking to my boss, and we can completely cut this out, by the way. But <laughs> he was telling me that when he used to work at this other retail store like a decade ago, some lady came in and she was like, Oh, are you guys hiring? And he's like, uh, I think he said, like, Oh, potentially I'll, I can take your resume and I can ask my manager and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. She turns around to walk out. She stops, pivots, turns back around. She goes, oh, like, just to let you know, like, I was convicted um, of, like, carrying, an, 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 like, a weapon or, or using, firearm? it's, like, um, aggravated assault with a dangerous weapon. Oh, my God. Like, two convictions. <laughs> two. Oh my God. And, then, and then he was like, oh, okay, okay. He, he, like, tried not to panic. But obviously in his head, he's like, I don't want to be around this person anymore. Yeah. Anyway, we'll cut that out. I don't want that. <laughs> I guess. Oh it's in I'll, here now. I guess I'll go next. Please. Um, obviously, soccer is my love. Mm-hmm. My number one. So I don't really need to talk about him. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys signing a gender to the sport? Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Either way. When did, you, when did you start playing soccer, first of all? I was three. Good Lord. Three years Good old. Wow. Long boy. Long boy time. Long mm. boy. But... Recently, there's been, like, two sports I've wanted to get into more than anything else. One is MMA, like Mark said, and the other one is snowboarding. Mm. Although I am into snowboarding, I wish I was a crazy good snowboarder. Mm-hmm. Specifically, trick-wise, I wish I could 
jump up on those rails and twist and turn and do a backflip off a big old jump. But in the back of my head, I'm going to break my head. You want to break some, my neck? You want to be able to do some X Games shit. I want to do some X oh, yeah. Games stuff. Dude, I, I, get, I get that want, though, because I've never been into like winter sports or snowboarding or skiing or anything like that. But I watched a movie lately, and I talked to everyone about it, I think. It's called Mid-90s. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Very, highly recommend it. But it's like centered around skateboarding. And I saw some of the like the kids and the like the teenagers in the sh- in the movie doing like kickflips and like flipping like crazy and shit. Like I'm like that would be so fucking cool to be able to do that. Like it would just be so badass to like <laughs> be able to just like on the street and then you like flip around and people are like oh shit that's it, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is like it would be really cool to do that. But I stay up for hours when I shouldn't be in my bed watching videos of people failing. There's some scary videos of people oh, failing. Yeah. The number one one I've seen is someone that doesn't know how to control their speed and they just hit a ramp as fast as they can, just going mm-hmm. yeah. from the top of the hill to the bottom yeah. and they're flying as high mm-hmm. as a ski it was lift. It, it, looked like, it looked like that video could have been edited, but it wasn't. Like <laughs> This person was speeding down on their snowboard and the person filming was like, oh, Johnny, sit down. <laughs> He yelled his name. And he like, they're like, yeah, slow down. And Johnny goes up into the air mm. and he's flailing and he like he can't control himself and he lands on his back or something. It was terrifying. Mm. Dead. Mm. Dead. Yeah, I feel like that's even the same way. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like, because my dad's really into it. So every once in a while I've seen like the BMX videos of like the guys on the motorbikes when they do their races when they're like going over like the big sand hills and mm-hmm. shit. Evil can evil. And you shit. see one of them like go like, you know, where they're like 20, 30 feet in the air and they're doing the shit where they like, are holding on to the bars, Mm. but they're, like, putting their legs off to the side or some shit, or they're, like, doing, like, some weird, like, somersault-looking thing on the the fucking motorcycle. I'm like, you are, like, (laughs) a few degrees away from, like, dying. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There was this one I saw where it was a motorcycle, motorcyclist, and he went off the ramp, and what was it? He... Like did a flip in the air mm. and then caught onto the bike yeah. again. Like he oh, let I it go. That. Yeah, he let that. it go. Like he, he pushed it forward to let it rotate. Yeah. yeah. And then he spun and then yeah. and then he after they were both done spinning, he grabs it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this Crazy. other one where he jumps and he like puts his arms up and mm. it's and like, he's, like he's holding flying. the bike with his legs. Kind no, of? he wasn't holding the bike no. at all. Like he like does like a Superman almost like you yeah. know what I mean. He's yeah, like I've seen where, like kind of like they almost like lie on the seat of the yeah. bike and they aren't touching it with their arms and legs. They're doing like some flying squirrel looking mm-hmm. shit where they're just like <laughs> on it and it's like Jesus Christ. And the thing dude. is, if you don't collect yourself <laughs> and get the right grip as you're landing, it's over. You're gonna flip. You're, you're, gonna die. you're dead. You're dead. Right. It's yeah. over. Yeah, I definitely uh, to your thing, Malcolm. Get the sort of desire of all the sports I like or ones that I wish I was into. I'm not necessarily huge into like the skiing or the snowboarding or like you know the motocross like with the bikes and that kind of shit or even like nascar or f1 and that kind of stuff which i know a lot of people are into for me it is maybe skateboarding Mm. where it's like as a kid and he's a teenager for a while like i've always had and i still like very rarely will use the penny board i have every Mm, once in a while it's not the same (laughs) but i'm just saying like being on a penny board i was always like man i wish i was like more competent on this thing Mm. than i am like instead of just going down like yeah. sidewalks and shit I, I agree with you and then also to me it's like with skateboarding it's almost like um the lifestyle of it is fucking cool to me like yeah. just watching like even when i was watching the mid 90s movie it's like i don't know they're like smoking cigarettes and just fucking flipping around and like looking all, looking all dope with their like adidas sambas or whatever the fuck and they just like i don't know like i want to i love the skater 
outfits too like i kind of like i think i want to make that at some point a potential topic in the future like favorite um style like favorite designs or like favorite like outfit styles or Mm -hmm. whatever just do what all the girls did in high school they wear the thrasher hoodies and they have no idea what thrasher is no No just do what girls now and wear everything aritzia Oh God! Yeah, Guelph is filled with. I can't tell you how many girls in Guelph wear the Aritzia puffer and the Aritzia sweatpants, and that's it. Mm -hmm. The show is brought to you by Aritzia. Aritzia (laughs) for all your girlfriends or moms or wives' clothes needs. Patrick, now I feel like Malcolm just blew past one of these sports. That I feel like, yeah, I feel like you are gonna have something to say about. Yeah, well, I I actually started playing soccer when I first met Malcolm. Mm. I was not a soccer player before that. And when was when was that? that was elementary school? That was a grade eight. Yeah. Okay. Really so that late? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. You know, I remember yeah. I remember that generally because I remember Patrick always used to say that he used he wishes that he started earlier is what he yeah. used to tell me. Yeah, I do wish yeah. that. Um, but yeah, like I still thoroughly enjoy watching soccer, mm-hmm. and like Mark said, it's different than watching UFC or like a faster paced sport like basketball. But I think part of the reason why I can, you know, sit down and really just enjoy every minute of a soccer game is because, like, I appreciate all the little things that the professionals do at that level. Right. And it's just even, it's not even just the professional game. Like, Malcolm and I would go to drop-in sessions, and it's definitely not the professional level, but just, like, I mean, not seeing, even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but just seeing someone, like, pull off a move or, like, mm. make a pass. I'm right. always in my mind just like, you know, damn, like, that I, was nice. I, I think that's yeah. why I didn't fully appreciate soccer is because I'm not – I was never, like, really embedded in that world, and I would never, like, practice moves and study and, like, watch it religiously. Mm-hmm. I just kind of watch it every once in a while. I, I got into watching, you know, Liverpool because Mohamed Salah's Egyptian and I'm Egyptian. <laughs> of course. I'm a bandwagon doofus. Yeah. But, like – those little nuances, I I would never pick up on them. So maybe that's why to me it was like, it was just majority. It, it was just slow for the for mm-hmm. the most part, and there was nothing that I was little things that I was catching that was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Which so. makes sense, and which which is why mm-hmm. when people tell me, oh, I think soccer is boring, I just say, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah, if you didn't really play it growing up, like or a casual watcher. Yeah, if you're a casual watcher, then it makes sense. Well, I was gonna enough. say that too, where I feel like with most sports, it's not even if you played it, it's your favorite. But I find the ones that you did play like you could have played multiple sports but one of them is your favorite but i have a hard time like i guess believing or understanding people who are like i've never played tennis but it's like my favorite sport like i feel like Mm -hmm. i know mark's not like in the fucking octagon like beating the shit out of people in ufc (laughs) things but like not legally anyway not legally anyways more in some fight club shit but we all know i'm talking about fight club so but i feel like at the very least mark like pays attention enough and like does the sort of like outside resource or research like and you know listening to the podcast all stuff where it's like he gets it a little bit because to me for my favorite sport i mean it's hockey come on what are we talking about here the greatest game ever invented but it's a similar thing where it's like with with like other sports that i enjoy even if i enjoy them i'm not necessarily getting everything out of them and even in ones that i don't enjoy like i'm not seeing maybe the potential and all them whereas hockey it's like i've played it i understand it so it's like watching a game like you see things that people who like yeah i like hockey but i've never you know touched mm. ice don't necessarily get like the same thing out of where like i'll be watching you know like a leafs game or whatever my beloved 
terrible Leafs. You're wearing a shirt. Exactly. I'm actually wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs shirt tonight. Shout out. This show's brought to you by... Um, Your chest looks great. Thank you. Thank you. I've been not working on it. It just kind of <laughs> does that sometimes. Um, but that's a thing where it's like I'll be watching it like a hockey game and like see somebody do like something that like from my very not even close to the NHL like minor league shit as a kid just see people do things and be like oh that was like yeah like obviously when somebody scores like a really nice goal everybody looks at that and they're like oh cool but it's more the things like you see the little things here and there Mm -hmm. it's like oh that was a really good move or that was a really good play by a defenseman or you know centerman whoever the hell kind of thing so i feel like there is some there's extra appreciation tied into it you know Mm. when you know it do do you ever i want to ask everyone and on the table like at the table this question because First of all, Maddie, when you're watching hockey with someone who's not necessarily into it as you are, like let's say you and Varsha are watching or something, or you and whoever else is not really into hockey. I don't, I don't know if she's into hockey, but I... I she's not, but I've told okay. her that we're going to convert her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, if you're watching with someone who's not into the sport, I, I don't know if you guys have experiences, but if they complain, they're like, oh, like, this is boring, or what's going... Well, like, like, sometimes I'll be watching a UFC fight with someone who's not necessarily into it and like inevitably someone's like oh why doesn't he just get up and i'm like do you know how hard it is to get up when there's like a 200 pound man pressuring himself on top of you or like maddie said like there are little transitions here and there when people are fighting that i notice that i'm like oh that's fucking impressive like when they're just kind of like when they reverse the position or if they get the underhook in or whatever it is or they, they push them up against the fence and they they secure a position it's like there are certain things that i'm sure you watch in hockey like when people i don't know are skating really fast and then turn on a dime that people other people don't really notice but you're like right. do you know how fucking hard that is to do like that's so you know what i'm saying yeah it's just there's that that's what i'm saying where it's like that extra layer of like you see things that people don't that other that like somebody who's just like casually watching it mm. isn't gonna notice and again everybody sees the knockout punch and sure. it's like oh that was impressive just like everybody sees the slap shot goal or the touchdown or yep. the fucking hole in one but like it's the casuals. little it's the, <laughs> the filthy casual. Did you think you were gonna get the last word when you made that sly comment about the hockey being game the best sport created? Mm-hmm. I thought so. It's not called a beautiful game. Let's not forget that. I mean, my dad always calls it God's game, but you know, it's a whole thing. Oh, and what's that, what's what's mm-hmm. bigger oh. than God's many, game? Many, many nations, almost every nation in the world calls it the beautiful game. Mm-hmm. But only what's bigger than your beauty. father. But calls what's bigger it, than beauty? But only your father calls it God's game. Mm-hmm. Does that make him wrong? Are you calling my dad a liar? You son of a bitch! I would never do that. <laughs> Thank you. I respect your dad. No, I get what you're saying. Maddie, put the knife down. <laughs> but now what I wanted to broaden it to a little bit here was I had kind of alluded to earlier. Is Can that, I cut you off there for just a Please. No. Before we broaden it, I would just like to say a sport that I would have liked to get into mm. oh, yes, when I was please. younger uh, would be hockey, I would say. Because mm. oh, cool. I'm, you know, I I would like to start playing and we've talked about joining a house league at one point right <laughs> once i become semi-competent at skating right but you've been practicing um, i think you've been practicing quite a bit and then also i mean yeah. i don't know if roller skating is at all uh, translating to a ice little hockey, bit but ice hockey ice skating is definitely different like there's skill. different there's different like a feeling to it i can't Mm-mm. speak on it more than that it's honest. not completely comparable but yeah it's right. not yeah. comparable yeah i get what you're saying with the rollerblades thing because i don't know if i yeah. ever told you this mark but i, I for sure i've told patrick it because like over the summers when patrick and i have done rollerblading and I've like warned him because there was one summer as a kid where between like hockey seasons like when we ended in the spring and we weren't starting again until the fall usually in the summers like I would just play you know some like house league soccer thing or whatever but there was one summer where my hockey coach basically told most of our team like hey what if we join up for like 
just this quick, you know, couple months of like a roller hockey league. So all it is is hockey on roller skates. Mm. And we were all like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we ended up like joining. And for like, it was just two months. We were just playing roller hockey. And as soon as we started like ice hockey again in the fall, it took me and everybody who played those couple months of roller hockey at least three or four practices before we could all like skate again. Really? Because we were all like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about I'll the tell difference you between is. rollerblades and skating where it's just not. It rewired uh, your brain. You'd think it translates where it's like it, you you go to like skate like how you normally would on the ice and it's like your legs aren't like they're uh, used uh, to doing it with the wheels. I'll like tell you exactly what it is because when you're on ice skates. Go ahead, doctor. You can, thank you. <laughs> thank you. When you're on ice skates, you can freely switch edges. Right. But when you're on rollerblades, you have the wheels that you can't sort of freely switch in that way or else you're going to catch the ground and you're going to Yeah, they're out. a little more like stagnant yeah, than exactly. Yeah, than it is with yeah. blades where like, you know, the pros can like turn on a dime kind of thing. Yeah. I'm sure people who play like high level roller hockey, I'm sure they're turning on, you know, mm-hmm, a freaking mm-hmm. blade of grass, but it's like as people who oh, are just kind of like doing yeah. it, we were like this is a whole other ball game. This is a whole other thing. How are we doing here? Oh, we're good. Um what the fuck do I want to say? Broadening Broaden it out. It, yeah. I just wanted to sort of broaden out in a sense of just talking about sports generally, all sports, mm. where I just find that as I've come to realize in my, you know, years of age on this earth, mm-hmm. so many years. Um, You're so wrinkly and I'm old. I'm so wrinkly and old. I just have found that I am a lover of sports, period. Whether it's sports, even if it's sports that I'm not necessarily into, there's just something about the like people competing in shit that just does it for me because it's like for the longest time i'm not a basketball fan mm. in the slightest but like that year the raptors the finals won the finals i was watching every single playoff game like mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat like this mm. is riveting baseball is a sport that i could not care less about for <laughs> so long and then it was like a year ago or whatever one summer i was watching a jays game and i was like this is, this is like so much fun <laughs> Football, NFL is a sport, like football is a sport that I have always liked. My problem is I just don't have a team, mm. and I feel like picking one is just a little bandwagony. Like, I wish the NFL had, even if it wasn't Toronto, if it just had one Canadian team mm. that I could sort of like. You're not into the CFL? You don't want to support domestic leagues? CFL, I like too. You're terrible just, Canadian citizens? Well, if CFL is easy, it's just cheer for the Argos. I actually went to an Argos game one time when I was a kid. Oh. Um,. And I knew a guy who played on the Argos who now coaches the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who have won at least two or three uh, Is that a team? Cups. Yes. No, Winnipeg Blue Bombers is this thing. <laughs> I did. But so what I'm trying to get at is just my infatuation with sports generally where it's even in things that like people don't necessarily think of like your UFCs, mm-hmm. more Olympic stuff like say like people doing swim competitions and whatever – you know, Formula One stuff and like NASCAR and even esports. Like yeah. when Overwatch, because we all play Overwatch and like Overwatch, but when they start doing. Malcolm. <laughs> hey, I like it and I play it. I'm good. <laughs> there you go. When we started, or when the Overwatch League started that first year, it was only like a handful of teams. I was like, I don't really give a shit. And then like the second year when they were like, Toronto has a team now, I was like, okay, perfect. I have somebody to cheer for. And I got like so into it where I was like, yeah. this is so much fun just like that, watching people play Overwatch. That was cool like Toronto getting a team but I never really got into watching Overwatch because like the mm. perspective shifting and Me neither, yeah. I, I didn't really enjoy the view of the spectator 
the spectator view. Yeah. Maybe spell. they haven't quite but, mastered it yet. But. but what I do like watching is League of Legends. I must say that. But that's League of saying. Legends and is entertaining. And this is a thing where it's like we admit. play Overwatch, I appreciate Overwatch League. Yeah. You play League and like League, yeah. you appreciate League of Legends, whereas looking at that game hurts my eyes because I'm like, I, I don't so know yeah. what's happening. But yes, yeah, so I just, I I guess I don't, I don't even have a question with this. It's just I wanted to rant for a second about how I just, there's something I've come to realize about sports mm-hmm. generally where I'm just in it. I think a part of it for me is like this level of like camaraderie that everybody has. And also mm-hmm. it's like you watch certain people in sports and it's like, they're achieving greatness and you're like holy shit that's so insanely hard to do and that the fact that they've been this good consistently like i don't really watch basketball but i know recently lebron james bro- broke the record for like most goals in nba history or whatever points points sure <laughs> that, that, sh- that shows my lack of knowledge for basketball goals what a fucking idiot but uh yeah there's shit like that that happens where it's like it's so deeply impressive and then there's like the thing that maddie was saying where even if we're not that into it watching like a team that represents our city like just fucking kill it and just win the whole thing is so exciting because it's like Mm -hmm. the whole community comes together and everyone's rooting for the same thing it's like this human connection that everybody has where it's like even if i don't give a fuck about basketball the fact that they went that far and they made it it's just so yeah yeah, and even if it's a thing like that the raptors was an example of like it's a toronto thing so it's like it's easy to cheer but it's like i'm telling you guys i have like watched like tennis matches or even like mm. fucking dart games like darts and been like on the edge of my seat and been, like what is gonna happen <laughs> have you, have you and it's like i don't give a shit about darts but i'm like this is so cool have you seen that clip that came out recently it was like uh the world dart championships or whatever the fuck and this british guy won and him and this other guy like this like dutch guy were like neck and neck the whole time and like the commentators are screaming i watched that clip like 10 times i'm like that's so uh, why is that so electrifying that's exactly so there's one clip i have to show you guys sometime but it's basically it's an old clip of like some early like esports competition thing and it's like a street fighter 2 i'm pretty sure it's, it's street fighter it's probably street oh fighter. I, it doesn't the, when he juggles matter. him last second is that what he's like really low and then he like barely yes comes where back. it's like the whole video is just the screen and it's the two guys playing street fighter 2 and i think they're even doing the thing where they've got like the joystick and the buttons like yep. in the arcade thing like they're playing with one of those setups and it's literally i have to show you guys the clip and I'm, this is going to be a very piss poor description of it, but the clip is basically the one of the guys is playing as i don't know it's fucking ken or ryu or whatever and the other person is playing as chun lee the kicking she lady. does like the kicks and yeah. all that stuff and so the guy he is down to like barely one health like he is one hit connecting away mm. from being done the game is over yeah. and the guy playing as chun lee is at like full basically like, full health yeah. like he's only taken a couple hits and in this clip it is the two of them kind of throwing jabs at each other but they're like you know the guy who's got no health is being like very cautious being very careful like trying to like parry all these things and then i'm not the biggest street fighter person so i don't entirely understand how this works but i guess you can sort of like parry moves or whatever mm. and what happens is the chun lee guy ends up coming in has an opening and executes his like special move where it's like a million kicks where it's like a million kicks in a matter of like a few seconds <laughs> and it's like teleporting up down up down exactly up. and in the clip the guy who's playing as fucking kenry or whatever is like blocks the first couple kicks yeah. And then keeps going. And but, as he's blocking all these kicks, you hear the crowd of oh people my, erupts. losing their mind because they're <laughs> watching like this magic happen in front of them. Of, Holy shit, he's going to get out of this. And it gets to where the guy playing as Chun-Li finishes his special move and the guy has parried every single one. So the place is already losing it. <laughs> but then he activates his special move. Like he counters with it and it connects. Mm. And so he pulls it off where he gets a shitload of damage in with his special move on 
Chun Li, and like he might throw in another mover like before or after he does the special. But then as soon as his special connects, now everybody knows that holy shit, this guy didn't just defend this like impossible thing. He's now turned the table on this guy, and he's one hit away, and he wins the fucking match. Dude, that fucking and clip. the place loses it. and just the cheering and I get like chills just oh, even dude. like talking about that clip and it's like I don't play Street Fighter yeah. I don't like I like Mortal Kombat and some fighting games but it's like I don't oh, play yeah. Street Fighter I don't yep. give a shit about Street Fighter but it's like watching that clip every single time without fail gets me like dude. amped up like I want to go run a fucking marathon dude, that, I'm like this is so good I love, of, I love watching oh. that sorry go ahead I was gonna say, speaking of Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year. Oh, oh yeah, I can't that was wait. exciting news the other day. Yeah, I was gonna say, like when I watched that clip, I've watched it many times. I love like how after like the second or third kick, you just hear like, oh, like everyone yeah, goes like, crazy. Yeah, like kind of like the first couple kicks that he blocks, you hear like the cheering. Oh, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the early. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. but as soon as it becomes clear that like he's got this, like he yeah. is going to perfectly parry and every I'll, single one of these yeah. punches. It's just, it erupts. Also, I'll say that th- this may sound very lame to someone who's not a video game person. And it's like all these fucking geeks nerding out over this <laughs> dumb shit. But like, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's like, for me, if I compare it to like a UFC fight, it's like getting the shit beat out of you for like four rounds. And it's like five minute rounds. And there's like 30 seconds left in the final round. And you like, dodge a 10 a 10 punch combo and then just fucking head kick the guy and like knock him out it's like exactly it's this crazy it's comeback. comeback yeah you know and i feel like sorry sorry to, sorry to jump in there but you know what else is crazy that made me think about while you were saying that story when we started playing smash and we were like really into it every night we met up mm-hmm. we played smash i would watch professional games mm-hmm. and it was the same thing like oh, watching it's... them pull off these parries mm-hmm. and these moves and these juggles insanity mm-hmm. i'm it's telling insane. you it's and the so thing, entertaining the thing i was gonna say and we can leave it at this with sports the topic um is i heard this long ago so this is not an original thought but somebody basically described it this way long ago where they were like sports in a lot of ways is storytelling mm. like and i know people don't think about it like that but that kind of is storytelling where it's like whether you're following an individual athlete in like a you know if you're somebody who follows F1 and you're, there's, like, one racer you follow or if it is, like, me with the Leafs or it's, like, a team you follow. Like, it is this sort of, like, it's the ups, it's the downs. It's, it's, like, it's the comebacks within games. It is the journey. Like, if the Leafs ever win a Stanley Cup, that day is going to be, like, a holiday in Toronto. 100%. There are going to be, like, Hollywood movies made about them winning the cup that year and it will be this like movie that starts like five years before they won it and it like will follow the journey and the ups and the downs all the way to like Mm. the season where like holy shit they pulled it off kind of thing and so i think that's when i say i'm such a fan of sports generally and it doesn't necessarily matter what sport it is even if it's one i don't like i still get enjoyment out of it i feel like that's where the storytelling angle comes in where it's like there's just something not to sound too cheesy here but there's just something very like human and like mm. emotional about it of like I think everyone here can agree with that that was very poetic Matthew I, didn't I, really, I, I, I did I, not expect that and I, I love that and I, and yeah. I 100% agree and I think it's like can, yeah. oh I th- are you gonna be? Like, <laughs> I was gonna say they couldn't can end there no, we, can, we, can, we can clean cut it well said Matty thank you <laughs> thank you go Leafs so anyway sports and shit malcolm take us away please okay now my topic is also a little bit broad very broad Mm. like yours and it is just vacation 
Mm, I knew it, bro. I'm like, he's coming back from Costa Rica. He's gonna bring it up somehow. So you take that however you like. It could be airports. You love them. You hate them. The destinations you love. You just airports. Go for it. Dude, I'm so excited to talk about this shit. I was gonna say airports. I feel like though airports. Airports, airports. I knew, I knew as soon as Matty did that, you guys would jump on him. I had a stroke there for a second. I feel like airports should be its own topic someday. Oh, 100%. Like I feel like that we can, we can Honestly, save. Honestly, my topic was I was thinking of making it just simply airports, but I was like, just make a va- I know it sounds weird. But simply, simply airports. airports. But I just thought vacation. You can talk about airports. Honestly, you can do- here's what I'm gonna say. I fucking love the whole airport experience. I do. Too. I love. I love, I love showing up early. <laughs> I love the check-ins. Sometimes I get bored when I'm there, especially if it's like a long wait. But the whole experience of traveling has me so excited that like every step of the way, I'm like giddy to get to the next yeah. step. And once I get onto the plane, I love being on the plane. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. I was going <laughs> to say, I'm going to build it. on that point. I hate being in the plane. I Fuck. hate spending 11 hours in a goddamn plane. I think it's because oh my God. your experiences are to Egypt. You're going far, far away. You know what it is too for yeah, me? Yeah. Is that I'm not like, usually when I go, it's with my family. And my and my parents will be in one area, and me and my brother will be in one area. And I love my brother, but we don't really talk all that much. But if you were to go, like even then, I still have fun because I watch movies and maybe I chat with him a little bit or whatever. And there's food coming every couple hours. Oh, I love it. Even if the food's kind of whack, <laughs> the airplane dude, food. Dude, even if the food is whack, the fact that I'm like flying in the air and then they're sending me fucking packages of shit and I'm just <laughs> gobbling all of it down. The bread with the butter, I eat all of it. It's so fun. I love it. If you go with someone that you really like to talk, like if I went on a plane with you guys, that'd be so fucking fun because we'd be just talking shit the whole time. <laughs> so like to me, it's like I love that whole experience. Now when it comes to actually vacationing, you guys know me. I hate tropical shit. <laughs> love the I, airport, don't, but <laughs> I don't like the beach. I don't like water. I don't swim. I don't do any of that shit. I want to be in a busy city. I want to be in Tokyo. I want to be in New York. I want to be going to eat at different restaurants, trying different cuts of meat. And, uh, yeah, I want to experience the city and the nightlife. And I don't want to fucking just be sitting on the beach. Uh, it's not for me. So that, what, that's my perspective. What nightlife have you experienced? <laughs> just out of curiosity. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about, like, clubbing and shit. I'm talking about saying, being like, out at nighttime. I'm just saying, like, like when me and my family used to go to New York every once in a while, mm. it's like walking around Times Square, fucking trying all these different pizza places. And, like, mm. I, didn't, I didn't do that enough. I only 11 p.m. Like, at night, a nice hot slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. great. God, and then also... It's like the experience of at the end of the night after having a great day going into the going into the hotel room. I love hotel rooms, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys, you guys hate everything that I love. But I love hotel rooms too. Shit. I love being in the hotel room. I love having a nice little bed, a TV. At the end of the night, you're tired. You watch a movie. I love like knowing I'm having a nice dinner out, and then I'm going back to my hotel room to just relax and do nothing. Oh my god, I love it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go off. I have the same giddiness as you when I think mm. about airports. And I, I, know love, I do. I love the buildup of like I'm getting up at 3 a.m. to go to the airport. I love oh that. I love it. The I'm like I'm, is wrong my stuff is packed guy. up. No I'm idea, getting up bro. early tomorrow morning because I'm going on vacation. Yo, Fuck let's yeah. let's split. Let's split the show let's, up. Can we, <laughs> can we start a podcast <laughs> within a podcast? But you know, airports fucking suck. But, <laughs> yeah. do you, but do you guys know what we mean in terms of like no. because of the excitement of the vacation overall? Like anything related to it is just like me just not exciting. being at home. I feel like me just getting up in the morning. My vacation started. I'm on vacation the second I'm out that door for, at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yep. Forgive me for being insulting, but that's just such a childish mentality. <laughs> to me. It's like prick. oh, it's a vac- like we're about to get to the hotel or the resort or whatever. That therefore I love the plane or I love anything. No, I love it all. I, I fucking I I'm gonna save most of point. my thoughts. <laughs> I'm gonna save most of my thoughts in airports because again I feel like this could be its own topic someday and I'll stick more with vacations. Mm-hmm. But I will say this to put a slight point on it from my perspective: if you could give me a pill, like if I was going on a vacation and they said, "Hey Matt, eat this pill." 
and if your flight is like eight hours, you're gonna be conked out for eight hours, <laughs> and when you wake up, yep. you'll be where you need to be. I'd be like, give me three, yeah, just to make sure I'm in really a out in a heartbeat. Bro. Like I hate the whole travel process. It's just god awful. There was one plane ride which I loved. During COVID, mm-hmm. we went to Egypt. Mm-hmm. No one else in the plane. Wow. I made a bed for myself, bro. Mm. <laughs> that shit, I love. You know That's, what I'll say? Like, you make a you make a point that like makes me think of why me and Malcolm like the experience because it's part of the package, right? It's like it's it's the thought of vacationing. Everything associated with it is fun, but you guys hate it because you know none of us are fucking crazy rich boys that get to fly first class. If we flew first class, you would love flying. There's a but, fucking wait, wait. There's a bed. A full ass bed, you know. You can you, you have you you have your partner in there. You fuck. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, holy god. mother of god! And then the food is like gourmet shit. There's a chef that's oh, cooking it for there's you. There's a and... chef. That's okay, are we talking you? about Drake's <laughs> private jet right now? <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Certified, if, certified lover boy. If I was on like a private jet, yeah, I'm sure I would have a f- like I would enjoy the travel. Listen, saying. if so I was with Dan Bilzerian up in the sky and with all his women, Mark's saying is you hate being poor and flying. No, no, you. We hate you guys hate flying for the reason like for the reason that you're not flying like luxury. If you flew luxury, you would love flying. It would be part of the experience. I would enjoy it more. I don't know if I'd love it. I think I would love it more. I love I flying already. Because I just I junk. just I don't like Dude, flying. This is how much I love f- the flight experience. Uh, maybe it's cuz my dad works <laughs> in an airport and he's been working in an airport since I was born. But even when the experience on the flight kind of sucks at times, Overall, I, I look back at it fondly. Like, even if there's a fucking kid kicking my seat and it's like my knees aren't in the best position, like, at the end of the day, I'm like... You're, you're getting off that plane. I'm getting off. You're going somewhere great. Uh, yeah, but, like, it's the anticipation. And then also it's like I like the feeling of taking off and, and going down. I like download. I like having all my music downloaded and listening to my music. It's just, like, a time to relax and reflect. This, but this, The flight to Egypt, I think Patrick can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like 11 hours or something like that, 11 to 12 I think hours. it's 10 there, 11 back. God. Sure, something like that. So it's like, it's a long one. And I definitely sleep for a little while, but I like I love movies. Movies are my favorite thing ever. I w- I'll watch a couple of movies. I'll take a little nap. I'll wake up, listen to music. Some guy will bring me food. Like, what the fuck am I complaining about? This is here? my problem, though. I can't sleep on planes because I'm just, I mean, if it's, it's like so a difficult. long flight, then I guess I have to, but it's usually because I'm like so exhausted, my body mm-hmm. just gives out. But I can't like intentionally be like, I'm going to get some shut eye. Even the few times I've gone to New York, that's like an hour, hour and a half flight tops. Even that pisses me off so <laughs> much. Where I'm like, I hate every second of this. But speaking of New York, to get to the vacation part of things. New York. New York. I fucking tell you what. New York is one of my favorite places on earth. And you want to talk about some good vacations? I'll tell you what. Dude. New York is the shit. The food. Everybody's angry. I love walking around and hearing nonstop car horns all day. I, fucking, I could sleep. I could. Uh, the reason I want to even live in a city like that, like a busy city, or I'd even consider living in downtown Toronto, is because I love sleeping with ambient noise. If there was like car honks and fucking construction going on, people complain about that. I love that. Construction. Silence. Silence freaks <laughs> me out. I don't like being in my room and it's like dead quiet. Like if my family's having, if my brother's having a conversation with someone or something's going on in my house, I like that because it just like, it makes me feel like comfortable that there's people doing their own thing and I'm just sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like I like that. Also, when it comes to New York, I've been like twice or three times, and every time, 
my parents and my entire family just sucks at planning shit <laughs> so when we go we barely do anything it's like we'll be there for like a day or two and we'll like you know try a restaurant and then we'll just kind of like walk around and be like oh look at the lights or whatever but i want to go all of us and like fucking have a whole itinerary how, how do you say that word itinerary itinerary, yeah, itinerary. itinerary set up where we have like X amount of restaurants and like all these different things that we want to do. Like I want to go and, and fully experience New York because I fucking love the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. This is gonna make you upset, Matthew. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends and he is of the opinion that New York is one of the most overrated cities there is. It's there, okay. People he, are allowed to be stupid. It's he, a free country. His arguments were it's very dirty. It is definitely dirty. But I feel like again, I'm a little weird in that sense where like I made my dad proud the very first time we went to New York because we were basically like in the city. You littered. No, no. You spat on someone? We were in the city for all of like five minutes before I turned and looked to my dad and I said, everybody's angry. And it's become kind of like our family's joke with New York. But like that every time angry. we go to New York, like some one of us will make the joke of like everybody's angry. And that's the thing with New York where it's like, is New York, does it have as a city a little bit of a grime factor to it? <laughs> Absolutely. You gotta like the grossness. But that's p- kind of part of the charm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's yeah. not as like clean or pristine as like, Honestly, I, I think know. that's a part of the vacation package. If you go somewhere like that, I'd love that. Something I would love like, some, getting that dirty part of New York. It's almost like you want to like you want to get out of whatever environment that you live in. Yeah. So like if you live in a very quiet, subdued place where everyone's kind of nice, small town type thing, I, I would want to go into like a busy city where everyone's like, "Hey, fuck you! What are you looking at?" Like type thing. It's like exactly. It's, it's fun you know to be in that. I want to be in the New York subway. I want to see what goes on. Oh there. my god! No, Just I the I, street fights in Manhattan. I can't. I can't follow you there. I've seen a clip of like <laughs> I've seen a clip of a guy take a shit in a in a janitor's bucket. I saw that literally today. Those are the funny things I want to see. And the guy goes, exactly. The guy goes, "What are you doing?" And he keeps shitting, and then he stops, and then and then he, and then he sits down again. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Please With, tell me the video where. The guy, he's, and please tell me this is a real video where he's walking. And he's like, uh, "I'm walking here," and the, the the there's like this lady. She grabs him. And she goes, "She goes, don't talk like that. Don't ever talk like that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me that's real. I think that's a real video of like some woman. <laughs> I remember, I remember that's that. the thing too, where it's like in Toronto. Toronto is the similar thing where I like just kind of like walking around or just like people watching in Toronto because it's the idea of like I just like the big bustling city kind of thing. But there's something mm. specifically about New York where it's like. <laughs> What the fuck was that? I was the end of my yawn. I just heard. I heard a moan. Malcolm really likes New York. (laughs) I just. I I didn't know he liked it that much. But there's just something about New York where it's like there is a certain like grime to it. Literally, even the joke people make about like oh like the big you know subway rats and shit. But there's something about the people in New York too where like most cities. I feel like this is the way I kind of heard it described about New York one time. In almost any other, like, major city, you could hold the door open for somebody, and if they walk through and don't say anything, and you go, like, you're welcome to be, like, kind of a dick and, like, make them feel like, hey, you could have said thanks, most people in most cities, I feel like, would be, like, either they would just say nothing and ignore it, or they'd be like, oh, sorry, thanks, or whatever. Mm. New York is the city where you hold the door open for somebody, and they walk through, and you go, hey, you're welcome, and... Like, because they didn't say thank you, you're trying to be a dick, and they turn around and they go like, "Hey, fuck you, buddy," or like, "What do I owe you a fucking thanks?" Fuck now, you, you chooch. Like, or they come, at, like, they pull a knife out for some reason. Like, <laughs> it's a different ball game, and yeah. I, I love it. To Honestly, death. I, I, I couldn't. Part of me is like, I'm a very sensitive guy. I've said this. This is like one of the most prevalent things I say about myself. I'm very sensitive, 
I don't think I would love to experience that day by day, like people being in a, people being dicks to me. Mm. I feel like for a couple of days, I'd be like, oh, this is New York. This is fun. And then the, by the fourth day, I'd be like, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> I want to I live in a place that's like, I don't know why I think about this, but like I think of like fucking like Portland. I don't know why. <laughs> Somewhere in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I just think just about nice like. nice and quiet. Everybody's yeah, just, stoned. Yeah, fucking hipsters. And everyone's like, hey, you want to hang out? And it's like, it's all very chill and relaxed. Hey. hey. It's like, I love the hustle and bustle of New York. And I mm. love that like grime type thing like you're saying but at the same time like just maybe you don't want to get knifed yeah maybe i don't gonna i don't want to get shanked in my gut but it's <laughs> it's also like yeah it's like a temporary thing i like right. to, i'd like to vacation there if the if the people are like that all the time i wouldn't <laughs> want to live there i'd say now speaking of vacation because this reminded me of a vacation story i have the most recent time my family and i went to new york so here's the thing with new york even though i like the grime and i like the like anger in the people i feel like i can keep up with that a little bit but I definitely like to be more the like passive, like I want to watch the arguments happen in New York and see that I'm walking here, but I don't necessarily want to be like a part of them because I'm like not I, confrontational. I feel like I've, I've, I sense that inside of you that you have that in you of like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Like you, <laughs> if you I that to people here, yes. but like you haven't been able to do it because it's like everyone's nice. New I'm York just, is the setting to do that. Man. I'm you just should very, let your true colors I'm not, out. I am not very confrontational and I try not to be, and I'm not even talking like a physical manner because I know I'll get my ass beat but i'm saying even just like a yelling at people kind of thing like i'm just not very confrontational but it's one of those things where if i'm like angry enough <laughs> things could definitely slip out and i feel like new york if i was like living there as a resident that might be where i evolve into like my final form but the most recent time we went we were crossing the street now it's new york where and i know sometimes you guys get mad at me that not get mad but you'll like be worried in like toronto if like it's not our light to cross the street on, mm. but I just go because that's like the little bit of like, you know, city folk that I have built into me. Where I'm like, ah, there's no fucking cars I'm crossing. So we were in New York the most recent time and we're crossing when we shouldn't have been. So like it wasn't our light, but we're crossing. Mm. So it's kind of like I'm in the front. Then I think my dad was like behind me and then behind the two because we walk faster than my mom and my younger brother. So the two of them are like in the back and because they were slower getting through the crosswalk some guy in his car and he was being a dickhead stopped so he didn't hit them but he starts honking at them and not like a bam, bam, he's like just leaning on his horn like he like he, like, like he passed out on it yeah or when you like kill someone in gta and their exactly, head just slams on like them. he's just leaning on this thing yeah. well immediately that's all my dad needs to hear <laughs> so my dad turns around and this guy's got this like window rolled up and everything but my dad turns on and just starts like just berating this guy of yelling at him and he's making a left turn like at this intersection and he literally makes his left turn stops like part of the way through his left turn so now he's like blocking traffic <laughs> rolls his window down <laughs> and then starts yelling back at my dad and giving my dad shit and being like, why are you guys crossing the fucking street? My dad's like, we well, don't have to fucking honk at my wife and kill her. And it just gets into this whole thing. And I'm just yeah. like standing there like observing it. And it was like – it was probably like 5 or 10% away from that guy getting out of his car <laughs> and him and my dad like getting into a brawl yeah, on yeah. like this New York street corner. And it's it's just – that's the kind of shit I love in New York even though in the moment it was kind of like, hey, dad, like I hope you don't nothing die. happens here. <laughs> yeah. But it, and it's also so funny just because my dad were like – my mom and my younger brother, even though they were the ones getting honked at after, were like trying to explain to my dad of like, but we shouldn't have been crossing. Him. Like we were in the like we were <laughs> in the wrong. Him. We were yeah. in the wrong. Yeah. And my dad's attitude was like, I don't care. He shouldn't have honked at you like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like to build on that it was uh, the whole street thing. street um, street altercation. Street altercation. Thank you. Um, that reminds me of something that happened in Egypt once when I was with my cousins. 
So we're just walking down the streets of Cairo. Mm. It's nighttime. And I have this one cousin. He's like an, um, he's got, I guess, issues controlling his anger, Mm -hmm. I would say. I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he, like, he just injects himself Mm -hmm. in situations kind of thing. See, that I don't have. So there's this, like, older man. He's driving a taxi. And he, admittedly, he's going pretty slow and he's holding up traffic. And this group of, younger gentlemen are in like in a car behind him and they're like cursing him yelling at him and all my cousin says was uh in arabic loosely translated was like oh he's an old man like have to show some respect like something along those lines he was just yelling at them and then all of a sudden the car pulls over (laughs) i swear to god they four people walk out and my cousin and them are exchanging words they're yelling and i'm like where is this going and then lo and behold someone Gives a shove <laughs> and it's on. It's yeah, on. My cu- my cousin's like swinging. It, yeah, he's swinging, oh, bro. Wow. And it gets to the point where one of them take off their belt <laughs> and they start whipping us with their belt. <laughs> my but I but it was amazing because he's whipping us with like he has the metal part in his hand and mm. he's whipping us with mm. the leather part. Did my, you get hit? I got hit. Oh wow! And my cousin catches. The leather part mm. rips it out of his hand and then uses the metal end and starts hitting oh, the guy oh back. Yeah. And then eventually, like a, a bunch of people came and like they split it up. But that was that Jesus. was terrifying. They could have had a knife, bro. They, they could have had, had anything. That's what I'm saying. Anything. I don't ever want to inject myself into shit. It's yeah. just like I would have to. I like watching it. And the other thing is like the only way I would get into it is I would have to be like really provoked, or it would have to be something of like some crazy guy coming at me, and it's like I have no choice but to yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, try and like defend yeah. myself your father is really adamant on like not fighting at all mm. like, that's like, the thing it's not well, worth it in his mind my dad ever. is like yeah. don't get into fights don't be stupid like if you're at a bar like just walk away don't get into anything yeah. and my dad says all that and acts that in his daily life but at the same time if that guy in new york had gotten out of his car and like oh. took a swing at my dad my dad would oh, started beating this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> he would not have been like let's talk this out sir like that would have escalated to like my dad's in a new york prison and we have to like go bail him out or whatever and be like also we're canadians so i don't know how that works but i feel like so far there's got to be some nicer vacation stories than just yeah, brawls right i mean not that we're just in costa rica there's got to tell me yeah something. tell us a good vacation tell us a good vacation story, story where nobody one. almost got their ass in beat in costa rica we went ziplining and Ooh. i didn't only reason they have i found out i'm i'm kind of scared of heights i don't like heights and <laughs> hold on hold, before you continue uh, you were just finding that out ziplining in costa rica yeah what do you mean you well, i mean other than that cliff, jump other cliff. than that cliff like okay. at that cliff i kind of realized i'm like i'm a little bit scared of this yeah when i was in Costa Rica, i was super scared of it because i was like i am so high up above the jungle here i can see everything and if this thing this <laughs> one thing holding me up snaps or rips or anything i'm falling to my it's death and over. i'm gonna be scared for my life for that and five seconds of falling. i think a part of you knows that like in the back of your head you're like I doubt everything in this country is up to code. <laughs> uh, Honestly, if one like if one group that's running this like whole event kind of cuts corners or uses like slightly older equipment that hasn't been checked yeah. properly, it's like oh my god! I'm sure they do check it most of the time, but you yeah. never know. You There's know? this one ride in. Sorry to cut you off here, uh-huh. but just on that point, yeah. In Egypt, sorry to bring Egypt back into it. One of the only places I've ever been. Just, pa- just <laughs> painting it. Just painting it as this, like oh, disgusting. Rapping. No, it's it's quite <laughs> nice. It's, it's yeah, honestly quite Egypt. nice. But there's this one spot we went to when I was younger. Mm. Not even when I was younger. It was like maybe three or four years ago, and it was um, a place with some theme park rides. Mm. One of them was rusty, and they didn't make you wear seatbelts. <laughs> oh it was God. one of those spinny ones. <laughs> my cousins made me go on that. That was the one ride I've ever went on in my life where I thought I was actually gonna puke, bro. <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah. Go ahead, ziplining. Okay, okay. ziplining. It just 
the whole experience, as beautiful as it was and awesome as it was, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this thing might break. This wire I'm going on is a kilometer and a half long. I have to hold on a little bit to the wire, but if it breaks, I can't hold. I can't do this for a kilometer and a half. <laughs> wait, also, wait, what do you mean you have to hold on to it for? Like you have the to keep duration your, you of have the to ride. Keep, like, and what happens if you let go? Glove and like you hold it so like you keep yourself straight. But if you let go, you just keep spinning and spinning and spinning. Oh, so don't no. let go. Don't let go. Oh but there's God. another one they put you on where they don't have you sitting in it. They have you leaning forward like this, and your feet. Or attached to something mm. else. Oh, my feet no. are just attached to like two little, two Dude, little things. By the way, no, my, they're not strapped in. By the way, when you were <laughs> when you were talking about if you let go, you start spinning. I, I thought about that video of that seven year old woman that was being like helicopter lifted <laughs> yeah. out of the, oh, yeah. and then she's in the fucking red like thing and she's yeah. like spinning like crazy. I like that video is so good because the way they cut it together, like the news channel that that put it out, it's like. She starts spinning a little bit, and they go, "Oh, spin a little bit," and then, <laughs> and then, it, and then it, it like fast forwards like ten seconds, and she's catching a little bit of speed, and then like ten seconds later, and she's fucking wow, 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 like a fucking like, like a, a propeller. She's yeah. spinning as fast as the hell. Oh my god! Yeah. It's, it, you know when something spins so fast, then it starts to like it's blurry. It like a circle. It looks like it's going the other way now, or it's yeah. like you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a blur. You can't even see it anymore. <laughs> You're like, what's happening? It's uh, like it's this one object that's mm-hmm. like it's just a thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But Costa Rica. Well, other than almost dying on a zipline, though, didn't weren't you? playing with monkeys yeah or something. i saw a cute yeah, video I wanna, of a monkey. I wanna, wait i just have one, a couple more things to say about that Is it it mine, but, um, so i was very uneasy about going to do they call it the superman thing so i was like oh. he's like do you really want to do it? i was like nah i'm not sure and he goes okay and he just kind of throws me on i do it twice <laughs> and then at the end there's something called the tarzan swing and i was like i don't know what that is but it sounds like something i don't want to do so i i walk up to the like my dad and my mom my brother my dad and my brother can't do it because they were too heavy for it and my mom didn't want to do it because she's scared and so your brother was too heavy for it. Yeah, you have to, the limit's like two twenty pounds. Oh wow! So you couldn't do it. Your brother is nowhere near two twenty. He's a thick boy. He's two, Daniel's two twenty pounds. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. Dude, he's a thick. Yeah. He's a thick boy. He bulks. All muscle. Daniel got big. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, either way, Isabel is crazy about adrenaline. Really wanted to do Tarzan swing. She's like, "You're doing the Tarzan swing." I was like, "Okay." So we walk. We walk over towards it. Um, like I'm like I'm. I can't guarantee I'm gonna do it, but I'm just gonna come take a look at it. Walk over to it. We're on a really creepy bridge that leads up to it that's like Dude, going back and that. forth as it we're walking towards terrible. it and there's two guys standing at the end of the gate and i'm like i don't know what this is isabel i don't really want to do it she's like okay let's just check it out they bring her they're like how much do you weigh to like see if she can do it like, she's like uh like 140 something they're like, okay they i wonder how she's gonna feel about you <laughs> her weight. uh they like strap her up and she's standing there and then she realizes what's going on they open the gate and it's just like a rope that's attached to another rope really far away and they just push you down and you fall it's just like a free fall and until that rope like stretches out all gets caught you swing but it's that free fall part that just freaked me out isabel are you you supposed to like swing and then catch it yourself no 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 it's like it's like attached to you here and you hold here i thought you were saying that it's a Tarzan swing, so you're not attached to anything, no, no, and they're expecting it. you to go from yeah. one rope to another. Yeah, rope. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no. so, so once you go up, you let go. You let go. You gotta catch. <laughs> Don't like the Spider-Man movies you've watched. You let go. Don't like... not catch. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was so scared because Isabel was scared, and I know she jumped off that giant cliff in Guelph, no yeah, problem. Even Didn't even wait. It. She just took yeah. off her clothes and ran, and that yeah. thing was tall. And was, this, she yeah. was scared of. She was screaming. She's like, Malcolm, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And the guy pushed her. And so she she goes and she screams and I was like oh no so when you it's once, like, once you see fear once you see 
once you see fear in someone who like typically likes that sort of thing, that's when I'm you go. Scared. That's what I'm like. Uh, that's when you. Yeah. yeah. So did you end up doing it? And the, the guys brought me over. He's like, Are "You sure you want to do this?" I was like, uh, "I don't know." And so he just starts strapping me up. I didn't even get a choice. I didn't even get a choice. And I don't know if I want to. He brings me up. He's like, "Okay, hold on to this. Hold on to this." And the thing is, they don't give me a second to think about if I want to do it. They open the gate. They go, "Okay, sit down a little bit." Pushes me. And I go. <laughs> so you go, okay, so you felt that free fall I feeling. It. I felt okay, it. Okay, so now you can do the cliff jumps. I don't want to do it. I hate it. <laughs> you could do it at Guelph now, though. It's like, going to be a fraction of what you just experienced. It's not. Patrick, just get a Costa Rican man to push him. <laughs> yeah. It was scary. Exactly. It was really, really scary. Well, but, I'm glad somebody had a vacation story that didn't end with a almost a brawl or but notice how none brawl. of them were like happy memories mm-hmm. it was either fear, <laughs> it was just like a brawl getting into a brawl because dirty of, cities honestly, traumatizing I, shit i think i mean it's up to you guys we could end on this but i think a part of it to me is like when people talk about vacations it's like when you're thinking about going on a vacation it's like i can't wait to relax put my feet up have a drink whatever but i think ultimately when you think back on it those moments you don't really remember all that well it's like the weird wacky shit that you mm-hmm. remember the the stuff that was almost like catastrophic mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff just like sticks in your mind and you look back at it like <coughs> like laughing and kind of fondly and i think that's what vacations are about like i don't really give a shit about you know just sitting there and doing nothing like yeah. that's nice and all but these types of stories are what i love about vacations it's like yeah. that's what I, that's why i want to get out of my normal routine is just to experience something interesting mm-hmm. and, yeah. i wanted to bring something up but i feel like it would um, branch the conversation out further so we can end here and <laughs> we can move on I think it was do you want do you want me to say it what it was I mean it's up to you a drink that I've come across <laughs> while being on vacation and that's the that topic <laughs> that could be a topic um, that I fondly enjoy getting a cup asking them to pour half of it uh, as beer mm. and the other half as pineapple juice mm. excellent <laughs> Just like the porn star, but it doesn't taste Why? like a porn star, obviously. But Why? it's excellent. I tried to let you tell a story, and We're I regret that out. it. Cut that oh out. shit! You it. Cut, that, cut that! Cut that! Cut that! <laughs> One more topic. Cut! 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 Okay, now that we're done with vacation, we're moving on to Patrick Fahim. Hello. So, I guess the way I want to start this off is just giving sort of the background of how it came up. Mm. Okay. So I was at uh, one of my friend's birthday party, parties. I think parties, yeah. Birthday, birthday parties uh, at Cactus Club. Mm. Mm-hmm. And What's Cactus Club? Love Cactus it's Club. It's like this restaurant and bar. Okay. It's really nice. Thank um, you. It's that restaurant that has, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the flames on the outside. Ah, yes, You yes, know yes. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's sort of the look of the restaurant, whether it's in uh, Toronto or there's the Yorkdale Shoreway. one. Shoreway. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the restaurant and we're talking about relationships and stuff and we start talking about uh, adultery okay. <laughs> very formal way of feeding <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a few of them were really adamant on the fact that they would they're confident that they would be able to forgive their partner for cheating and it wouldn't really take as big a toll as people say it would and I am sort of on the other side of that train of thought or that opinion. Like, yeah. Interesting. Uh, just, to, just to jump in before you continue. Mm-hmm. I, I personally am also on that side of things of like, it's easy to say That's right. that, you know, oh, I've been, if I've been with this person for so long, like it wouldn't be a big deal. I forget. But it's like, I don't, how do you, it's very difficult to trust that sort of, like, trust that person again. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Just to build on that. Yeah. You're right. It's, 
I feel like the one side, it's too easy to say, oh, like I can let it slide mm. or whatever. But on the other side, if you've been with someone for so long, it's like you're devastated. But it's also I suppose or I would suggest that it's hard to also let go. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? But what I can say for certain and sort of what I was saying to them was whatever the case is or however you feel you f- you feel that you may proceed it's gonna have consequences and whether or not like whether you're gonna be able to trust the person or the damage is done the damage the damage is done and maybe I'm, I'm not i'm not saying it's impossible you could definitely get to a place where you could forgive the person and maybe continue having a relationship with this person but mm. to me where i'm standing now that mountain just seems so insurmountable that it's like it's like uh, i don't know if you uh, are you saying that it's like it will never really be the same anymore. It, even if I you really get, don't think even so. if you get back to a point of like full trust, yeah, there's always quote gonna, unquote, yeah, quote unquote, there's always going to be something that's different. Knowing that that happened and they betrayed you like that, mm-hmm. and it's like I just, yeah, I just don't, I can't picture being with someone who like we went exclusive and we looked each other in the eyes and said, okay, like we're together, kind of thing, and then them sort of, and I feel like we could branch this conversation out to sort of discuss whether an emotional betrayal or a physical betrayal are sort of on the same level. And Patrick and I had a debate mm-hmm. with a couple of, of friends mm-hmm. uh, about this at some point, and, and I want to break that down as well. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is that, like, with that sort of thing, I feel like it also depends on what kind of relationship you're in or, like, mm-hmm. w- what stage it's at. If we're talking about, like, you know, we're all in our, you know, we're all 22, 23, or whatever, we're still, you know, in that stage where we're just going to be dating, and it, it could be serious and it could be long-term, um, but at the same time, it's like, imagine that sort of situation when you, ha- when you're married and you have kids, like that sort of thing. Like I, w- I would imagine that in that scenario, there's a lot more to fight for than just like your romantic love. There's like, we want to be, we want to figure this out for our kids. We want to figure this out for our families, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Just for the sake of like, I feel like keeping the house together, keeping exactly. the money together, making mm-hmm. life easy. Yeah. And that's then also a, like, that's trying a good to, consideration. Yeah. And then also, but also trying to repair your relationship, yeah. obviously. And yeah. it's like. I'm thinking like if you're dating someone for a couple months or whatever and that sort of stuff happens, it's still going to be devastating. But Mm. to me, it's almost harder to forgive that person and move on with that person because maybe the connection isn't that deep anyway, that that sort of, to me, huge um, situation happening. That's like really impactful. I feel like it's that type of early relationship is more sensitive and is more prone to break because of that versus something that's like you've been together for a year, two years, three years that happens or maybe i'm wrong maybe it means that it, it hurts even more and it's even more prone to break because you you thought you trusted this person for so many years like what do you guys think like mm-hmm. is it at what stage does it become harder or easier i think the longer thing would hurt way more oh yeah i was i was thinking of a scenario i was going to ask you guys about let's say you've been dating someone for a long time and they tell you that they cheated on you but they say they did it within like they did it let's say you've been together for five years and they said two years into the relationship they cheated on you and mm. it's only at the five year mark they're telling you Interesting. wow that would add a layer of like um why are you coming telling me this now and yeah. it, would, it would add a layer of confusion there's almost a part of me at that point that's just like i didn't need to know yeah mm. like i could have well, died happy i think oh. a, you know what a part of it is it's like um you almost feel like a lot of the stuff is like you know like people say like it's built on a lie or built on something mm. like i almost feel like from that moment onwards the relationship was like proceeding when it shouldn't have been type thing or maybe when it should have been addressed it's like there's this dark thing that's been shadowing the entire relationship mm-hmm. one of the people didn't know about it but it's like 
to me at the fifth year if i was told that i was cheated on in the second year i'd be like these past fucking three years i've been like you know acting all normal when this is something that was so terrible that you did and that we should have addressed and all that stuff like that would make me really upset for sure Mm. just to um move the conversation more towards the physical versus emotional oh yeah let's do that um mark i'd like you to proceed as if you haven't heard this before and i'm not sure i can give my take on it as well as in terms of what i would yeah 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 so i'm not sure if mark or sorry maddie or malcolm have heard this before but i'm gonna go around asking each of you whether you would prefer and of course these are two scenarios that aren't preferable but you know you wouldn't want either of them to happen but if you were to choose one would you rather your significant other cheat on you physically so Mm. have sex with another person or emotionally so can i break can i break that down the emotional one yeah yeah so like what patrick and i were discussing with our friends is that like the emotional one is like let's say you're dating someone like if i'm dating a girl and let's say for the last year that we've been dating, she started to get close with like a, f- a guy friend mm-hmm. and they get to a point like th- her and the guy friend where she's sharing her deepest emotions and she's kind of like venting and talking to him as if she would talk to you. Meaning there's no like, there's no um, kind of exclusivity to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's in, uh, investing in someone emotionally and they're investing in her the same way. You, like she, th- She's talking to him the same way she'd be talking to you not in terms of like romantic stuff but in terms of like being as close divulging as much mm-hmm. kind of like leaning on him and him leaning on her like they're in a relationship but they're not technically in a relationship mm-hmm. so it's like kind of emotional cheating mm-hmm. in a sense where it's like this guy's been like super close to me and and, and maybe the, maybe the boyfriend doesn't really even know how close they are and that sort of yeah, thing yeah. or the, the physical thing as well yeah. so like maddie what would you prefer happen to you obviously both are terrible like patrick said but I- I'll, do you want me to answer first? Sure. So personally, I, and, and um, I said this in the past as well, I would rather the emotional cheating. Mm. And I said the complete opposite. I would rather a one-time physical thing that happened, mm. and I would feel like that's easier to deal with than someone who's been kind of like for a year or for many months kind of betraying that sort of you know commitment in the relationship of, confiding in each other and being each other's closest friends and mm-hmm. that sort of thing of like this person it's like obviously it's it's okay when you're in a relationship to have close friends and to confide in your close friends but there's a certain level of closeness that you have with your partner that you shouldn't have with just like so especially someone of, of, of the opposite gender or of the same, same gender as like especially with someone who you could be attracted to mm-hmm. and who could be attracted to you yeah. but that sort of thing where it's like to me the emotional cheating is much worse because of the time period of, of how long it's been going on mm-hmm. Maddie, what do you think? I guess, but wouldn't a more like apples to apples thing be like, hey, I've been emotionally cheating on you with this person for a month versus I've been like banging somebody else for a month? Well, that's interesting. However you frame it, yeah. Wouldn't that be more apples like, to if, apples? If you want to like make it like, I think, equalize it in your here's mind the like thing. That, I yeah. think personally, and then obviously we'll get to you, Mr. Malcolm. I think the emotional thing is definitely more, I think it's more hurtful in a way. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it is a more intimate thing in a sense, whereas like, oh, I banged somebody else is like could have meant nothing. It's more of a physical thing that Mm -hmm. like doesn't imply the same emotional emotional connection that like the, you know, mental cheating does at the same time. I feel like with like if I had somebody come to me and be like, hey, and this is definitely for sure a thing that has happened in you know i'm sure 
a plethora of relationships of like you're in a relationship maybe you've been with somebody for a long time let's say there's like you know somebody at work like a new coworker shows up or whatever and like you get attracted to them your and work maybe you get like your work wife exactly and like maybe you get like close to them and whatever and then it becomes a thing where like oh shit like i actually like am attracted to this person like i'm into this person like i would actually if i were single i would pursue it and it gets to that point of like you would do that, but then there's almost mm. like that reigning it in of like, I'm not going to kind of, I guess to me, it's like if somebody came to me and was like, hey, I had for like a month, I've been sleeping with someone, talking to somebody oh. and like emotionally attached to them and like genuinely attracted to them and like had thoughts about like okay. being with them. Yeah, yeah, but but, but came back, mm -hmm. but like didn't because again, it's the emotional versus the physical. So there was no follow through on that. And it's like I had that thing and I know it's wrong. And like I need to cut you off here just for a moment. Sure. The one of the biggest delineations between the two options is that the emotional doesn't it's platonic. There's no sexual desire in the emotional cheating. It's purely the emotional connection. It's purely like that 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 this person is like Oh, that's I, a whole other ball of wax. That, that's like that's like if you had a girlfriend and she, you know, got really close with this guy. There's no necessarily there's no attraction like Patrick is saying, mm -hmm. but they're confiding each other on on a very deep level the same way that you confide in her and she confides in you. So meaning like anything that happens to you and and you're like hey, this happened to me. I need to talk to you about it. It's like when you rely on each other in that romantic and like not the romantic sense but in the like close relationship mm -hmm. sense she does with this other guy just like she does with you so there's nothing like you know what i'm saying she's like kind of cheating on you in that sense i guess but that's a that to me is a whole other ball of wax because it's like they might be confiding in this other person and like you know maybe divulging more than you would want them to but i feel like that's a conversation of sitting the person down and being like so, because you know yeah. it's pl in the scenario you're presenting, it's platonic, so you know it's not going anywhere romantic. It would be more a conversation of like, hey, it's not that I think you're getting like mm. too close to this person. It's that like you're maybe just like sharing it's too more personal. Kind yeah, of? like it's too personal, or it's mm -hmm. sharing more than I want them to. Whereas like the physical thing is the romantic like mm. thing, and it is more that betrayal. Where it's like then yeah, the physical thing would irk me way more. But you know what? The, you know what the thing is to me? It's like. I was thinking maybe it's that the only difference between a romantic relationship and a friendship is the physical part, but it's not. It's it's like I was thinking about the way I talked to Maddie, Patrick, Malcolm, like all you guys, you know, we confide in each other, we talk to each other, but there's a certain level of closeness that you mm -hmm. have with someone you're in a relationship with that is not comparable to being a friend with someone. That's right. yeah. So to me it's like that's the, that's what you cross basically is like you can be close friends with someone like I'm close friends with you and we can like I talk to you about how I'm feeling, I'm upset, whatever, and you and you comfort me and we talk. But it's not, it's still, there's still boundaries and expectations put in place where we're friends. Like we, there are certain things that would be weird for us to confide X amount of times or be like, you know, if I called you like 20 times in a day being like, oh, th this happened. Like, it's like, there's, there's levels that there's lines that are, are drawn at for friends that are not drawn for relationships. So she's acting as if she's in a relationship with this guy minus the physical. But that's the thing then. then to me, it's not necessarily emotional cheating. It is just the thing of like. It is too personal, like Malcolm said, or it is a whole thing. Because to me, it's what I was saying before is it's like if I had a partner come to me and be like, hey, I've been like emotionally invested in this other person for a month. So it is that like emotional thing. And I am like attracted to them or whatever, or like have okay. had thoughts about like pursuing it physically. But I didn't. I know it was wrong that I did this emotional stuff, but I didn't follow it through. And now I'm like 
telling you this and coming back to you. Mm. That would be a way easier pill for me to swallow than it would be somebody being like, hey, I've been like banging somebody else behind your back for a month but i think i agree with what you're saying in terms of like apples to apples i think that the scenario that we set up should be that there is some sort of sexual attraction there i think that makes it more compelling because to me it's like because if it's just a platonic like if a girl if i was if my girlfriend came to me was like i have zero interest in this person and it's purely just like maybe we're a little bit too personal with like what we tell each other whatever like i might be like hey maybe like that'd be like a conversation of like hey maybe like don't but that wouldn't be so you're saying so yeah so you're saying that you would prefer the emotional cheating is that your final answer in the scenario you're painting of it's just a platonic thing i would prefer the emotional thing even if it was a thing where they were romantically interested i still even though there's like a deeper personal thing with the emotional thing i still might prefer that because again them coming to me in the scenario of like hey i've been banging somebody for a month and i know that's wrong and i'm sorry i'm telling you about it that to me is like, well, you've already crossed mm. the line. Whereas mm. coming to me and being like, hey, I've been attracted to this person. I have like actively thought about like, oh my God, what if I did cheat on you with this person for a month? You... And that's wrong and I'm sorry, but yeah. I didn't. Then I'd be like, you've mentally crossed that line, which yeah. is definitely an issue and a problem. Yeah. And like, we're going to have an issue. But like, yes. you didn't follow through on it in like a real practical I, I think that this way. My answer of of I'd prefer the physical thing was with the understanding that it's a one-time thing. If we're now changing the scenario of like, yeah, I've been banging this guy for like, you know, once a week for months, then to me that becomes a different scenario. And I would rather that of like, I didn't follow through with anything. I've been having these thoughts and I'm coming to you. And there's a certain level of like trust there where I'm like, well, thank you for coming to me and and we can talk about this and we can figure this out. Let's keep it to the one-time thing. If it's a one-time thing, then... Fuck, but with the way Maddie describes it, he's pulling me into that to that to that direction of I'd rather the emotional cheating mm. because it's like, you know, there's no. But the thing is, like, it's, it depends on whether the sexuality there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Go Let's ahead. hear from Malcolm. Get off the bench. I am more on the emotional side as well. Like you prefer if that happens. I prefer to you? if that happens over the physical because okay. I can't. Because in my head, when I here or something someone let's say isabel came up to me and said she physically cheated on me i couldn't get the image out of my head oh, of yeah. her banging another guy <laughs> and just like going crazy it would make me so mad yeah, yeah, yeah. so mad <laughs> now yeah i'm just put his and fist so through some drywall i would i feel like the emotional cheating is something it's like kind of like crossing boundaries of like relationship like talking and problems yep. and kind of i don't know flirting kind of fits in there but I think I would rather that because it's something you could talk through, especially if she came to you about it, saying she like feels really bad about it. I'd rather her feel bad about emotionally cheating on me than actually going and bang mm-hmm. someone. I would, I would agree. And my, and my answer has with it this, changed with the setup. It would be that I'd rather the emotional mm-hmm. because at yeah. least there's like communication going on there. I feel like the physical boundary is more like the physical boundary versus the emotional boundary. To me, the physical boundary is a the physical bigger boundary more, is also an emotional boundary for it yourself. Is. Oh, I mean that's true. Like like ha- having sex with someone to me is like a very intimate thing, mm-hmm. and it's something that that sort of boundary to be cro- that line to be crossed. That line is further than the emotional line. Mm-hmm. Like because that line, like Malcolm is saying, most of the time, t- I mean the way I think about it is like it is a very intimate thing that's very special, and so there's the emotional component of that physical thing. So that to me is is both of those negative things happening versus just the emotional, mm-hmm. I could deal with the emotional in that, in that setting. I feel like yeah. the emotional, you could 
I feel like you could recover from it a little you bit. Could, like yeah. you yes. can talk through it. You can sh- like she can show you that you can trust her. Like things yeah. are gonna happen again. She can get rid of everything that happens. Espe- but especially if there's like an honest, uh, open and honest dialogue between you two, where she's like, uh-huh. "I had this thought," and like the question becomes, "What if she had this thought that she was attracted to this guy and they were getting close, like at month two, and then they continue to talk for another ten months or whatever?" You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. mm-hmm. the sure. point comes. Bec- the point. The question becomes how long are you willing to like at one point does it become it's gone too far and now this is worse than the physical thing of i've well, been talking to this guy like i'm into him and we flirt for like a the year kind of thing where like you, you like talk about it you say you're gonna stop it, and then she continues anyway yeah for like a year or whatever but it is what i was know? gonna say is like even in the worst case scenario where if let's say the emotional cheating thing goes wrong or yeah. let's say she come like your partner comes to you and is like hey like I've been, let's say, a couple months talking to this person and becoming emotionally invested in them, and like I am attracted to them. And even if it got like it went, the, I get so fucking. But mad, even dude. if it went, even if it went like the w- worst possible path of like your partner coming to you and being like, "Hey, like I actually am more interested in this person than you, and I want out," kind of thing, which oh is like God, worst so case scenario. Mm-hmm. Even in that, even in that, I would have some solace in the fact of like. Obviously, I'm like incredibly hurt and disappointed that they would basically be coming to me and be like, "Hey, I'm breaking up with you for this other person." But even in that, there at would be some comfort I would take line. in the thing of like, at least you're coming to me and like paying me the respect to be like, "We're done." Mm-hmm. And again, obviously, I'm not happy about it. Like, it sucks. But at least they're coming to me and saying, "We're done," and I'm going to be with this other person over here, as opposed to, "Hey, I want to follow up with this other person instead yeah. of you that I've been like." Yep. Yeah. already like having sex with like, instead like, of I fucked Ted <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Bad reference the greatest show of all time but to me it's like what you're saying is the difference between kind of if you're in this area of, of being you know emo- quote unquote emotionally cheating and talking to someone even like it's kind of like you're in murky water and there is a definite like I don't know immoral aspect of it's it it's not if you're, okay like let me yeah, be clear yeah, it's not yeah. good I agree they're with both you. Not I agree good, with you yes. there's like there's an area where it's like you shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be flirting with this person I shouldn't be getting I shouldn't be reciprocating their their romantic like vibe that they're giving me but it's not as clear cut and clean as you know oh I, I I had sex with another person that's more like that's less murky that's more like black and white that's bad that's like a hundred percent yes you know yes. right it's still just, a betrayal it just isn't like no you know now to build on this conversation you might find it interesting to know that in this scenario posed it's been uh demonstrated that there's sort of a gender divide on how yes. people answer this question can you guys guess such that yeah the majority of women yeah, let's let them guess let them guess so maddie what would you think the majority of women prefer and malcolm honestly i feel like physical i feel like since women are so emotional they can't imagine their man going out and just talking to girls behind their back mm-hmm. and getting so emotionally invested in another girl. And Maddie? If I had to venture a guess, yeah, I would assume men would want the emotional one mm-hmm. and be more angry with the physical thing and women would be more That's right. okay with the physical thing. You are yeah. bo- you're both but correct. upset with the yeah. emotional. Especially thing. if their yeah. man comes back and he's like, it was just a one-time thing, it meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they go, oh, it meant nothing. Yeah, but yeah. to Perfect. be honest, it's... When Patrick and I talked about this with our friends for the first time, um, I kind of felt like on certain issues like that, I was like 50-50. Sometimes I kind of feel the the feminine side of it, and I kind of agree with that more. But ha- having, like I said, having this conversation with you guys has, to me, made it more clear that I would definitely be more tolerating, like tolerate. Oh, what, what the fuck is the word? Tolerating Tolerant. of? 
tolerant yeah, tolerant <laughs> tolerant of um the the emotional thing but mm. yeah. Yeah. well okay. patrick you brought us down a bit of a more serious path well thank you very much everybody this has been the Wildly voyage adequate. the pilot episode the first ever episode of wildly adequate we hope you enjoy. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did it your way. Patrick, we, wants, Patrick wants to keep it short and sweet, which yeah. is my nickname. We hope school. you uh, <laughs> enjoyed it and were entertained, and maybe even learned something. I doubt it, but you know, who knows? Maybe you even learned something. Maybe you learned something about yourself. And really, that's half the battle. Um, that's half the battle. I have been one quarter of your hosts, Mr. Matthew, and I have been Mark, and I hope you've enjoyed myself. <laughs> and not anybody else. And I have been Malcolm. All right, good night. Just not <laughs> yourself. P. Fahim, that's what you can call me. P. Fahim, that's what we can call you. All right, great. Well, see you later. See you later. That's good it. night. So I want to go to bed now. We haven't right. really worked on an outro yet, so this is the outro. Okay, yeah. goodbye. <laughs>